0: Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper.
1: And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. I'm sorry. No. I'm all fucked up today. <laughs> the Spare Notes series. <laughs> <laughs> nah, all right. <laughs> all right, Coop, give me a hard time. I know you're ready for
0: it. No, no, listen, I, I probably... Uh, you know, fl- floundered more than you have.
1: So <laughs> floundered. First time, yeah. Matt flopped, you know. Uh. Oh, you don't even get me going, will you? Uh, no welcome to the Spare Notes series. I'm Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, <laughs> and I'm joined once again by my, one of my very bestest friends in this indri- industry, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. Uh, Coop, we had, a, we had a long day today. Uh, you and I were both on um, KMA Radio this morning.
0: Yeah, no, uh, great job, by the way, with the takeover. Um, Thank you. you. You know, folks didn't see it, um, and I'll, I won't steal too much of it. You know, Matt put together a show that was probably a first of its kind.
1: Uh, yeah, we we had not one, not two, but three guests. We had Lito Gomez Sr., Lito Gomez Jr., and Tony Gomez all on the show at the same time. Yeah. It was a great time. Very fortunate to Abe and Alex and, and Paul uh, for letting us have the opportunity to take over that show. It was truly an honor for myself, Nicole, and, and John, but also to to the to the Gomez's um, for yep. all being able to, you know, give us their time on a Saturday morning to be on the show. And I think they had a great time. You know, they were really into it. Lito took his shirt off at one point. Um, so, you know, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, you know, they, and they talked a lot about Inez. So Inez wasn't on the show, but they they all talked about Inez, and they – the consensus that I got from all of them is that even Lito Gomez does not have final say at La Flor Dominicana. It has to go to Inez. And if she says no, then it's no. So, um, you know, it, it was a great time and nothing but love to the Gomez family. Um, and to our family down at smoke Inn. really, it was just, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, really, really good. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I think, uh, you know, as a, as a father, of boys um, who almost are in that range, uh, very close. You know, I just got to say, Lito's just done an incredible job with um, those two boys. Yeah. And the professionalism and just the, the good nature of them, and they're really both becoming uh, cigar makers in their own rights. Um, I mean, if you haven't spoken Solis yet, you know, when, when, when you hit it, I think people going to be in for a real treat. This cigar that Lito Jr. did. Real deal, so um, they're just they're just uh, a quality family, and, and, and I'm blessed to know them. And um, I could tell you the other thing is uh, you have to see Lito Gomez party at Pro Cigar. Now, no one parties at Pro Cigar like Lito. Not even not
1: even our friend Carlito, who, who's watching in the chat.
0: No, no, I, I would I would <laughs> say you know Carlito could party, but you know, um, but I I gotta say Lito is definitely at a level. Um, <laughs> he's at a level higher than me. So. Carlito could party better than Mato. I'll say that, right? So, I mean. I was going to say, I've heard Carlito can party too. I mean, well, li- well, listen, Carlito can <laughs> party much harder than I can. So I'm like, yeah. But, but I got to <laughs> say, Lito, like, Lito was up on that dance floor with the cameras on him, you know? So, uh, yeah, he,
1: I, and I, I, I remember John John showing me the video of, was it Pro Cigar, like two years ago? When, like, they were all up on stage and they were dressed like rock stars. And um, they were like, they performed a song or something like that. I don't know. You probably yeah, know what I'm talking it, about. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Um,
0: <laughs> and actually, I wasn't there for that. I had to leave for that. But yes, they were all up there performing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Pro Cigar it definitely sounds a good a good time. It, it definitely sounds like um, that is really how Gomez really has his time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Very excited. Yeah. I we have an yeah. un, we have an unknown user watching the show tonight. Uh, what, normally, Mega.com? Sixty nine mega, that's
0: mega. Sh-
1: com? Meg- 69mega.com. No, 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 no. We have one. Called, <laughs> uh, it's a Facebook unknown user. It says, "What up, drinking buddies?" And I'm like, "Who's that?" But I'm thinking, it could be Barry Beliveau because Dan Thompson says, "Howdy, Barry Beliveau," um, and we have drink with with Barry before. So that well, that's we we
0: actually drank with Barry two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, we did. great seeing everybody. Uh, you know, I guys just say, you know, I bust on like, you know boston and new england what the warmth and and, and kindness of everyone up there was, was incredible uh it was a great week i had up there for sure
1: and uh also while we're at it before i forget i do want to wish a happy anniversary to mr and mrs dan thompson uh yesterday was their wedding anniversary although I, I don't know dan how many years has it been that's uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll chime in but so again happy anniversary to dan thompson um that's awesome Love Dan. Thank you for being here. Mitchell Sand. Yep. he's here. Carlito's here with us tonight. So, guys, welcome, 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 welcome to the show. Barry? Barry's here. Oh, so Barry's here. All right. So, oh, 16 years. Dan Thompson. Nice. Congratulations. So, Barry, I have to give a huge thank you. Um, Barry took my local brick and mortar. My local brick and mortar took very good care of me because uh, I believe in supporting your local brick and mortars when you can. I got my soccer cons today.
0: Fanboy. Fanboy.
1: Let me tell you something. This is I'm, – and I'm going to be honest. And, I don't, and if Steve sees it – Fanboy. Listen. That'll Steve. <laughs> listen. Let me have my moment. This is Okay. The, this is the first box of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust I've ever owned. I've never bought a box of Steve's before. No, because I don't like cigars, but just – I've never had, like, that urge to buy a whole box you, or something. You were
0: much higher on this blend than I was, though.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, so before fair. you I give me a hard bad, time, I like
0: the other ones better.
1: It's my first soccer box. All right, so, yeah. I mean, let me have my moment. It's not like I'm like those guys who are like, you got my 200th box of soccer. It's like, this is my first one. I'm excited. Well, I, 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 mean, I think the cigar was great. <laughs> the packaging's awesome. I mean, this box is pretty badass. I mean, look at that. The black with that, like, paisley pattern. It,
0: it, it, you can't, it, can't deny remember. that. Yeah. Now, I smoked the JR50's version, um, and I did buy a box of those. Uh, it's a good cigar. I, I just to me, Tricky Traca, and the original We Carita are better. That's, that's, that's what I would just say. Nicole is here uh, too.
1: She said she loved it too, and she did. But
0: yeah, I mean a lot of people. I mean it's it's a lot of people liked it. I'm curious to see when some of the other sizes come out of that for sure.
1: Yeah. So that was the thing that Nicole said. Nicole said she did like the cigar a lot. It's a great blend, but she said that. She would have preferred it in a smaller uh, ring gauge, for sure, um, for herself. I mean, she's more of a smaller ring gauge smoker, so that's understandable. And I'm sure there will be some, obviously, when more sizes come out next year, there will be a, a, a much brighter, a wider variety of sizes and stuff that, you know, hopefully there's something smaller than this that, you know, Nicole will find enjoyable because she did really like the cigar, so... Um, I'm excited to see what other sides come out. So this is what I am going to be smoking tonight. Uh, Coop, just so you know. And uh, Carlito says, I'm very quiet when it comes to parties. I feel <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I hear sure a part. That is, yeah. I feel like that's a lie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Where's yeah. Maury? Where's Maury? We're going to do the line detector test. Listen, <laughs> you, you know what I pulled out about this afternoon? And Carlito's on. I pulled out like a Hemingway Maduro with about four or five years of age on this thing. And and Matt, I'm just telling you the sweetness that came off that day, um, was unbelievable. On a Hemingway? On a Hemingway Maduro? Oh yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, and and I just yeah, I uh, wow. I mean, I I, it, I had it, you know. It was, I kind of did a little Hemingway digging this afternoon, and, and it was incredible. Uh, yeah. But I am smoking Maria Lucia tonight because oh. I didn't have another one that was to smoke. I've heard a lot of good uh, things about that. Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, when we were talking with Barry, actually, uh, I agree. Barry and I were talking and, and on the Cigar party. I actually like—this is from Luciano Morelos, Ace Prime. I think we both really like the Mas Igneous, right? Um, I think the Mas Igneous was the better of the two cigars, but a lot of people like the Ma- Maria Lucia. I thought it was really good as well. Uh, but that Mas Igneous is something special.
1: Alexander Martinez is here tonight. LFT Golden 1 and 2. Uh, yeah, I have yet to try that cigar. It is on my list, and in fact, as of today, uh, Luciano will be coming on with us in a few weeks. So I'll, nice. prob- I'll probably try to secure some of those and smoke that with Luciano on the show. Um, very, uh, very excited for that.
0: Yeah, the Coop team really was 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 big. F- I mean, I think everyone on the Coop team had this in the top five, but me. But I had Mas Igneous in the top five. Oh, uh, but they had smoked more of these than I had. So, um, but this is one of my last show samples. But these have hit the stores now, so.
1: Yes, they have. Um, I'm going to cut and light my cigar once again with my Cigar Blondie Cutter and Lighter from yes. Cigar Blondie. Shout out to our friend Leo at Cigar yep. Blondie for yep. these awesome accessories that we use to cut and light our cigars every week yep. right here on the Spare Note series.
0: This, this lighter, right, with the, the fan flame is just, uh, I mean, it's, it's great.
1: It's incredible. It,
0: it, it's got, yeah. It, it's, it's so got unique.
1: A it's different. It's it's even, you know what? You, fuck it. You could even call it stylish. I mean, you're in a lounge. You pull out this real slim, yeah. sleek lighter, and you have that nice flat flame there the patented but, f- blade but, well, flame. It's,
0: per- it's perfect for a, a Prinsado uh, pressed cigar. And oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh oh, you didn't fill it. Coop. What a rookie move. <laughs> <cool. laughs> What a rookie move. He knew we were doing the show, and he comes unprepared with an unfilled lighter.
0: I'll blame the Hemingway.
1: (laughs) You know, Carlito and Barry and Mitchell and, you know, Jay Davis, who's not here, which is a shock because he's always here, and we love Jay. Um, Jay's
0: traveling. Jay's traveling, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Um, But Jay would be giving you shit, too. Right. Yeah.
0: Gotta hate what I do. Oh, my God. And that's it was back.
1: Yeah, that's even better than the one I had at the trade show. I mean, which is probably not a surprise, but wow. Mm. Yeah, I really like this cigar. I've been thinking about this all day.
0: The uh, the Khan. Yeah, but you didn't love it. I I didn't love it. Um, but. Like I said, I I tell you, um, me but it's up me. Karita Tricky Traca, uh both the blue and the red in that four, four by four by forty eight size, is incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I liked the. I liked I liked I agree with you on on the Tricky tracker uh, I did really enjoy it in that size. Um, I don't think I had the blue in that size. I've had the blue. And, you know, larger sizes, Um, which, speaking of larger sizes, shout out to the Discord fam who are here tonight watching somewhere in the comments. I know they're here. Ah, there they are. Here they come. Here they come. You say it, and it's almost like, you know, saying Beetlejuice three times, and they come out. Here they are. Were these, um, were
0: these the guys who will beat me up about the big gauges? Yes. Gages? Yes, they were. Yeah, okay. it,
1: it was done respectfully, but they—they were done, they was 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 saying they were saying, you know, hey, how come Coop thinks you know you can't put a big ring gauge in your mouth? And
0: I said, I'm a big ring gauge fan. And look, I'm a big ring gauge fan. That's why. <laughs> so coming from me, <laughs> but who's saying they smoked the ninety today? Was it John? No, who said? Someone said they were smoking the ninety ring gauge. Ooh,
1: respectfully, open wider, Coop is what we're being told. <laughs> wow. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I missed that. Someone did say that. Maybe
0: it was on Dojo Show. Or was it today it was, right? I think it was John.
1: I don't know, though. I feel like John would have told me if he smoked that thing. The 9x90? The Asylum?
0: Yeah, who was saying it? Unless it was last night. No, I think it was John. I'm positive it was John. I just don't know if he said it last night or the night before. Maybe it was last night because I don't remember hearing him say it. Yeah.
1: Um. Sorry, I'm just checking one thing here.
0: Gotta love that. Uh, point. The.
1: <laughs> sorry, I had <laughs> to. I had to. I had to uh, do a little show stuff. It's okay. Uh, we're good to go. Um, so.
0: It's been uh what, three weeks since we were on here last? Yeah, I mean well yeah, because well last week we didn't do we didn't do a show. You you were you were traveling. Yes. The week before we decided not to do the show so we could actually spend some like time like hanging out. Yes, right? that's true. So, you were you were in my so, neighborhood, that's right. Yep, yep. So um we did it the week before that.
1: Uh, Mitchell said it was John Carney, he said smokes the nine by ninety on Dojo. Good good Mitchell. Mitchell's always on. Mitchell, I knew, Mitchell's I knew that game. John
0: said he's. Wow, I was getting on the Dojo guys last night, for not picking Asylum. They, they were like, you know, they come out with the, they, there's cigars ranked number one on Dojo, like the Mishugana, right? And there's no pick by any of them on the Asylum. I was shocked.
1: Yeah, um, sorry, I was, I was reading a. Um... I was reading a comment from Mitchell, West Coast of Canada. We have a fire about ten fifteen miles away raging, as well as some coming up from Washington. Hopefully, Boofy isn't smoked out. That's true. Matt Boof does live uh, in the state he's, of Washington. He's, he's, by
0: the way, he's doing—he's gonna be doing primetime on Thursday. Oh, I really? I think Matt's further east. I think Matt's much further east in Washington. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like,
1: "Oh shit! Wait a minute, that's that's no good." Well, Mitchell, I hope you guys are okay. I mean, we yeah, obviously I hope everyone's okay. That's yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't. I did, I was. You know, I, you go through the comments, and you're really. But I, I caught that. And I was like, "Oh!" And then I saw Nicole comment. Well, I hope you're okay. And I was like, "Wait, what did I miss?" And then I kind of yeah. clicked for me. But yeah, wow. Um, I hope everyone's okay out there. I didn't. I didn't realize it was a another you know, fire region out there. You, um, you know, I got
0: to see a little of the fires last year when I was out in California, and um, that they, they, they're. Wow. I mean, it's something we don't deal with in the East, is what I'll just tell you. Was it last year when you smoked a cigar on the Golden Gate Bridge?
1: Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You didn't really yeah. stay long, but well, I remember no, I, I was it.
0: on there. The problem was that there were a lot of kids on the bridge, you know, and not, no one gave me any problems or anything, but I felt kind of bad smoking around a lot of kids. You know, it's just, you know, I tried to kind of, there's not a lot of places you can go up. There's a couple of corners you can go on when the bridge kind of widens out a little but. It was tough, but I did spend probably about 40 minutes smoking on the bridge. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good amount of time. Well, the, the, uh, the that was a bucket list. So I, the, I'll just give you this. I started a bucket list. The first one was Red Rocks, which I smoked in 2020. The Golden Gate Bridge was last year. This year, I want to smoke in downtown Minneapolis, where Mary Tyler Moore takes her hat and throws it in the air. Oh, wow. So I, I'm going to have a chance to do that in December. So um that will be
1: the next one. Dom the idea is I'm going to pick
0: I want to pick an icon, iconic place every year to smoke a cigar. Something famous. And that will be the uh, the next one. That's a nice goal to have. Sorry. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm yawning but already. The, the Golden Gate sorry. Bridge.
0: No, it's okay. It's a one day. The Golden <laughs> Gate Bridge one was a little, like I said a little flawed because again, the idea is you don't want to be around kids doing this stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, so.
1: There's just the, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm watching the comments right now And the, in the comments. So this, so some of these guys too, that they came up for KMA today, obviously, um, you know, with the Gomez is being on, a lot of them are in the LFD discord as well. And, um, you know, they, they all, they hail to their boss, Tony Gomez and, and now they're here, and they're commenting and providing so much entertainment for those who are listening. And you, you're not watching the feed, and you're not really looking at it. Uh, there's just there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of comments towards um, there's a lot of comments towards Coop, uh, bro. Coop looking fresh right now from Tyler. Um, he does. He loves. He looks crisp. He's got a nice shirt on, a nice collar for those who c- or can't see him. He looks great. He looks dynamite. I'm gonna I'm gonna start like
0: wearing the sport jacket and ties on some of my shows again. I think you a should. Cool. I, no, I, ha- I used to do that. Um, when it gets a little uh, cooler, I'll do that. It's still too hot to do that.
1: So Barry said I had to give up on Facebook. Barry here from the Cigar Authority on YouTube. All right, Cigar Authority is on here on the show. I had a lot of fun. Do- I had a lot of fun doing that show. Yeah, Those you know uh, what? So yeah, th- so tell so for this show and our listeners who maybe missed out on that, tell them a little bit about you know you actually made your appearance on Cigar Authority.
0: Yeah, you know, I felt, I was very grateful to be on. I felt a little bad because I, I never liked disrupting the rhythm of the show. And, you know, this was a little last minute. I was up there to say the least. Uh, but I was grateful it was on. And, and I love the topic we did. We were going through, like, these old cigar brands of the past um, and just kind of going through them. And, and a lot of them I didn't know. A lot of them I did know. Uh, but it was really fun. It just kind of really, I actually, um Went back and watched it again. I want to research a few of these other ones that because were things Dave brought up that I hadn't heard of or really forgot about. Um, but it was, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, that that studio setup is is the best setup in in I've ever seen. Um, and that goes for my old show Stogie Geeks. The, the, the scars already one blows it away. Um, you know, and it's uh, it's just the the store that store is a just kind of a unique store. You know, the two stories, the long format. Yeah. Um yeah, so it was, and then I went over to um Nashua. We went over to Nashua, which was really cool as well. So, uh yeah, it was a great it was a great uh afternoon uh morning and afternoon. It was a long day I had there.
1: Yeah, we um we were in Salem could, we went to, we went to Nashua and then we went to dinner. We had a nice oh, dinner,
0: that dinner together. Oh, I great that dinner. really filled me up.
1: Yeah, we had a great dinner together and um then we went up to the 724 lounge at Twins. Um, Kirk Kendall's home, so you got to uh, you got two guys and twins all on the same day, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know it, it was a great time. It was a great day, and uh, then we had a couple drinks with Barry,
0: and uh, it was great. You know, it was just good yeah. company, and
1: yeah. you know it, it was worth- good.
0: It was good. Um, New Hampshire, it's just a gr- you know, New Hampshire and Rhode Island are two great. I went to Rhode Island on Sunday. They're just two great places to make like cigar weekends. I mean, you could definitely do a cigar weekend up in New Hampshire, and it'd be great. You go to you can go to two guys. I'd, I recommend going to two guys in the afternoon, um, and then probably Kurtz in the evening, just because two guys closes earlier. So, uh, but you can make a great weekend up there. With and yeah, the best really thing when I,
1: when I tell people you're going to be up there on a weekend, um, get to two guys for noon, hit Cigar Authority. Yeah, by two thirty, by the time that you know they finish the two thirty, two forty five ish. You know, no later than three. You know, they're done with the after show, and then. You know, go get yourself a nice, like a little, you know, late afternoon, early, early evening dinner, and then head up to uh, head four exits up on 93 North, off exit five in Londonderry, New Hampshire. You have Twins, and um, amazing bar, amazing bartenders, amazing cigar selection. Yeah, really, uh, really. And, and that, and that's your whole night right there. I mean, it's 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 great. You got two great shops near each other, all in the same route. It's a straight shot, and you can make a whole day and a night out of it. It's
0: just it's awesome. And yeah, yeah. No tax. <laughs> no tax. I was not. I, I loaded up. I mean, believe me, I loaded up. Uh, I loaded up. I bought the. I bought firecrackers. I bought some of the adventurers they had gotten in. Uh, some Oscar cigars. So yeah, I, I did some good. And and the guys were very generous with me with cigars there too. Um, everyone was really generous. So um, and then I went to Rhode Island on Sunday and voted up there, although there was tax down there.
1: Nicole brings up another one too. We've had, um, we've had a great time going. If you go to the other direction up ninety five, you can go to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is also right over the border. And down in Portsmouth, if you've never been to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, it's one of those old, really old classic towns in New England, um, with all the old brick buildings and the little stores and stuff like that. And there's some great places up there, some great restaurants. And then you can go to the Federal, and Federal. Shout-out to Jeremy, our boy Jeremy. Shout-out to him. Um, always has great hospitality for us. That's another great one um, that you can go to in the New England area, in New Hampshire, right over the border. That's right up 95. Uh, you got uh, two guys and twins on 93. If you go at 95, you also have, if you go keep going in the same direction of Portsmouth, you go to Seabrook, and you can go to the other two guys' location. And then if you go up Route 3, you hit Nashua, and you hit
0: um, another two
1: guys store. That's where Barry that's is.
0: That's the one. that's the one we went to in the afternoon. That was a, that was a great setup. That that store too.
1: And if you keep going even further north up ninety three into Manchester, uh, you can find Castro's Back Room, which is another awesome shop in the area. And Barry knows a little bit more about the some of the other locations. I can't remember where they all are, but. Uh, and there's one in downtown Nashua as well. So there's a lot of cigar shops up there, good shops. They carry a lot of great cigars. Yep. So if you're not from this area and you head up to that area and you're going to cigar shops, like come, come like you're going to the casino. Bring a lot of extra cash because... You're going to want to. You're going to find a lot of good cigars. Yeah. They're going to be priced really well, and you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck with all with no tobacco tax or sales tax. So you're going to be stocking up on that trip, but believe me, it's it, it'll be easy to spend a lot of money on that.
0: Yeah, no, um, I agree. And then, like, I'll tell you the other thing is, you know, Warwick, Rhode Island, which is just outside Providence, that's um, the home where Stogie Geeks used to be, so I know a lot of people up there. Yep. Um and there's some great shops in that area as well uh i'll shout out to mr jay's havana lounge um uh, gotta go there for sure there's, there's some other great ones there's havana club and uh you know some some other i think regency i'm leaving some out but yeah i usually i i, I do know mr jay pretty well uh for over the years so um that, i had not seen his new store and that was the first time i had seen it uh oh, and wow. it's just amazing yeah
1: yeah rhode island's another one too This
0: like, you could, you could do, you can do a weekend. Like, <laughs> you could do another. I mean, I have a lot of. Rhode Island, I used to have a lot of ties um, there. We used to vacation in Narragansett and Newport. Uh, then, obviously, I had the relationship with Stogie Geeks for a while. So, I do know a lot of people in Rhode Island. I actually had business in Rhode Island, uh, which is why I stayed the weekend. So, um, yeah, it, another great place uh, to go. Um, like I said, you could do a weekend there very easy, too. And, and really enjoy yourself smoking. So, so do a week. Like, spent Start with New Hampshire, and then go to Rhode Island, or vice versa. You know.
1: Yeah, go to New Hampshire. Yeah. Blow through Massachusetts, unless look. The only like, if you want to stop in Massachusetts, um, the, I mean, if you're if you're like if you're a cigar geek, and you like you know you 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 just you want to say you've been there, you go down to Boston, and you can go to L J. Peretti. Uh, because L.J. Peretti is the oldest yeah. cigar store, the oldest tobacco shop in America, yeah. and it is cool to to say you've been there. And there's some great people there, and they have some good cigars. Um, you know, so shout out to those guys, and shout out to my friend Stephen Gilward yep. at L.J. Peretti. Um, you know, because that that's something I think a lot of people would appreciate if you know you're really into that kind of thing. It's not really a lounge, so you can't really stay and hang out too much, but. If you're really into that in the history and, and you're really you know cigar geek so to speak, that's something that you'd probably you know appreciate seeing. Other than that, keep on going to Rhode Island, and after you're done with L.J. Peretti, keep going to Rhode Island, and then you can go down to a ton. You got Mister J's down there. Um, you got Regency Cigar Emporium. You know, yep. shout out to Michael at Regency Cigar Emporium. I'll give them a plug. Um, had a great time down there. That's a great shop. Great yep. hospitality, great cigars. Uh, they they do a real stand up job over there. Uh, this is another one. I think there's uh, there's Breakwater Cigar Lounge, which I know is very popular. I haven't spent much time there myself, but I know some people who have, and that's a really popular one. So, yeah, and there's, there's great shops, you know, north and south of Massachusetts. It's uh, it is yeah. definitely a good place yeah. to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I would just rank the Boston area probably in the top five of bed areas to smoke, unfortunately, and this has nothing to do with the, the people or anything, it's just, the laws there, like, like certain times you can go to hotels and you can find a place to smoke. I mean, I could not find any hotel where there was any place to just have a cigar outside without, like, standing up, you know, like a cigarette smoker, so Boston probably is second to San Francisco, as far as, I'm calling the metro area, San Francisco is the absolute worst. Nothing will ever top San Francisco, but, um, Boston, unfortunately, might have climbed to number two here. And it's a shame because it, it is a – again, all kidding aside with the teams and everything, it's a great city. Um, I just love – I love – and I, I love the time of the year I was up there. The people are great up there, and, um, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate, you know, because I think you have so many great people in the state. Like, wouldn't you just want to, like, foster that social community over a cigar, I'm thinking?
1: Yeah, I mean – I did remember. I forgot. There is one lounge you can go to in Boston. It's very old. It's in the North End neighborhood, which is the Italian neighborhood. It's called Stanza dei Sigari. Um, that is a pretty cool place. It's like an old school speakeasy. It's downstairs, dimly lit, uh, real old, rustic vibe. It's not like very new and modern by any means, but it has that old school feel to it. Like this is the place the mobsters used to hang out, kind of thing. And there's pictures of them all over the walls too. Uh, like I said, it's in, it's in the Italian neighborhood of, of uh, Boston. So that is a place that you can go smoke. Uh, I, will, I will tell you now that the cigar prices are tourist yeah. prices. So yeah. uh, just be prepared for that. So that's why as a local, yeah. I don't really spend much time down there. Once in a while, we're in the city. We're doing stuff at night. and We're like in the mood. We're like, hey, you want to go down to Stanza? I mean, like we're out. Like I want a cigar. I'll go. But I'm not going there on the reg to hang out. I think I probably go there like once a year. Last time I was there, I think it was my birthday last year. We went there after dinner, and it was it was a fun time. But other than that, um, yeah, Massachusetts, it's, it is unfortunate. I really wish there was more lounges, more shops, and there's more going on. But you know what? That just means I have more time to give love to my to my boys up in New Hampshire. Uh, absolutely. They love they'll to have, they'll yeah. take my money. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, it's well, a and and good place to give you money to those guys. So, and, yeah. Car- and Carlito's here with us, too.
1: Um Yes, very nice. The authorities don't mess with that area. And, you know, no one no one likes to yell it more about, you know, governments and regulations than, than Carlito. I mean, he'll tell you himself. I mean, it's, it's it's BS the way that, you know, the cigar culture gets treated, you know, and the bureaucrats and all that other stuff that Carlito talks about, and it's true. Right. I mean, and,
0: and, and right. he makes a lot of good points. Oh, well, that's why, again, you know, going back to the Golden Gate Bridge thing, I, you know, most people, I, I don't think I was doing anything special as far as not wanting to smoke around a kid. Most people I know in the cigar would probably thought the same thing in my scenario. Uh, I'm being serious here. We we don't we don't try to bother anybody. Um, we we really do try to be respectful. And all they all we do is get crapped on. I feel like sometimes, and, and it's frustrating, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, people like frown upon cigar smokers, and I remember one time I was um. I was on social media. I was on Instagram, and so, you. I think you know this place. I think you know this place. If not, it's okay. But I'd be—I wouldn't be shocked if you knew this place. So we have a place up in the in the um, North Shore, which we call the North Shore area. That the the towns you know immediately kn- between Boston and the New Hampshire border, you know, on the coast, right? And uh, the North Shore, and you have the South Shore, and then then you have the Cape further down. So on the North Shore, going up Route One, uh, famous famous road in in our area. We have a Chinese place. And if you want to talk about Chinese places, it is perhaps one of the biggest and best Chinese places ever, er anywhere. People come from all over to go. Celebrities come from all over to go. And this place is called Kowloon. Um, And it's been around since, I think, the 50s or the 60s. You know, my grandparents grew up going there. My parents grew up going there. Everyone I know for like generations has been going uh, to kowloon it's this huge place and so during the pandemic they were doing uh see barry Barry knows barry knows (laughs) so and i have a funny story i have a funny story that barry knows is true uh not about barry but barry barry will know after this um so they were doing you know a lot of people doing outdoor stuff they started this outdoor kind of like drive-in theater kind of thing where like you go and they had like those storage containers stacked up and they would like play movies and games and stuff on the screen. And then they had tables and they were doing the outdoor dining thing during the pandemic. And so I remember kind of getting to my main point here is that I remember they were advertising for it on Instagram and they said like, Oh, we're going to do outdoor dining, this and that. And I think someone posted that they were there and they were having a cigar or whatever. And this woman commented and was like,
0: "Ew." That's fucking
1: disgusting. Cigars. Are, I hate smoking and and cancer and. I can't stand it. people smoke cigarettes and it's like. It's just that that stigma of just like people have to be nasty about it. It's like, people just think it's the same as like smoking cigarettes, or they just think that it's. Uh, I don't know, and I feel like it's like yeah. we know it so well, and I like for us, of course, we're offended because we like cigars, but it's like. We also just know so well that it's just – it's a different kind of lifestyle. And when you see those ignorant people just make those nasty comments like, fucking cigars, eh. And it's like, okay, you don't have to love them, but don't act like mm-hmm. we're like the scum of the – we're not smoking meth, you know what I mean? Like, I just – I can't stand that yeah. shit. It's so – you know, and they're like, I'm so offended by the smoke. It's like, I'm offended. I'm offended by your, your fucking rude, sassy attitude. 'Cause it's disgusting that you, you like look down on people like that and it's like, I'm just trying to live my life too. Not doing crack, you know, like calm yourself down. Sorry, that's my beef right there. I I don't get yeah. upset
0: like Koof does. But there it is. I no. mean that's my beef. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately my mom was is very anti smoking. By the way, former cigarette smoker. Uh, but became uh very anti smoking. Didn't real hasn't really given me the, you know, the, I has not really appreciated maybe what I've sort of accomplished in this industry. Um, but, you know, at my dad's memorial, she met Jay Davis. And I don't know, there was a connection, I think, that happened with her and Jay. Um, and, you know, she, she found out Jay was a, you know, owned a cigar store in Texas and had flown up for this thing. And I think her conversation with Jay combined with the fact um, that, um, you, know, he, you know, he was really nice and everything. She came out of this very different, uh, very differently looking at, like, what I did. And this was really evidence when we, when we took our family vacation the month after. My mom came down to Florida with us, and she wasn't doing the coughing. And she was actually sitting outside with me when I was having a cigar and stuff like that. That had never happened. I'm telling you, that that experience with Jay changed. I'm not started. laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, No, I know. It is funny. It is funny. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but but uh, it, it's true.
1: Yeah, no, I mean,
0: you know. you ain't going to have a cigar. I, I'm not expecting my mom to ever have a cigar. But you know what? Uh, sometimes you need to hear it from someone else, I think, or see it from someone else.
1: So Carlito said, we used to – and I didn't know this. We used to advertise in very early 1980s on the Boston Red Sox radio during games. Credible how all those freedoms are so quickly stripped away. This is why PCA, CRA, and local organizations are so important to support. And uh, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's our plug for cigar rights org- groups and legislation fighting groups uh, here that we support, like the PCA, CRA, CAA. Um, those groups, are they're here for a reason. So, uh, you know, Carlito said it best. That's,
0: that's a great example. Yeah. It, it, listen, listen, they're not perfect. We know these organizations are not perfect, and they do make a lot of mistakes. As we point out, Dan, I do feel bad. Uh, but, 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 we still need these organizations. So, and they still do things for us. So, it is absolutely important. And right. the Phillies have won, by the way, just so you know.
1: Oh, thanks for letting us know. We were all so yeah. concerned.
0: Yeah, I, I was a little behind. My my, my uh, things a little behind on the TV here. So we we were
1: all we, we were all so concerned about the Philadelphia Phillies.
0: Red Red Sox <laughs> won a big game today. Thank Oh, did they? I actually, you know what, Seventeen to four over Baltimore. Yeah. yeah well, it's about time. That's the key. Well, they could be <laughs> affecting the playoff. <play-upper. laughs> <laughs> I love how New England fans just like move on to the next sport when their team's like out of it. You know. <laughs> um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a hundred
1: percent true. Uh, we we are a dedicated fan base. But, I mean, at this point in the baseball season, I mean, when you're in last place, I mean, there's really not much to hope for at all. And you kind of know, like, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. And, yeah, it's football season. And we take football season very seriously. In fact, we're one of the only cities to take all four of our teams completely serious. You know, some cities, you know, they have, like, ah. one good team, and then the rest of them, they're like, man, eh, fuck them. Well, all of well, our teams terren- matter well, all the well. time.
0: Well, Terrence Riley is rooting for the t- for the Buccaneers now, I don't even hear him talk about the Patriots anymore.
1: Uh, I don't know if the, I don't I I don't know personally
0: if that's true, so I can't comment. <laughs> I'm on telling you because I like Terrence, I, I hate, but I I like ter- I love Terrence, well, I love Terrence actually. Uh, uh, yeah, I love Terrence, but uh, his you know he he just has a couple of misconceptions about things, but he's okay.
1: <sighs> Are we talking about Gabe Kapler again, or?
0: You want to talk about Gabe No, I got but it, is, is
1: that what that little comment was about? Because you made that little, you you know, you're like the, like the bitchy girls no. at, the,
0: at the popular table no, in high no, school. It's like not, I wasn't even thinking. Like, Gabe Cap was like one of the <laughs> of, of certain things like he just doesn't know, understand about sports, right? <laughs> by, oh, by the way, there is a new coach in the crosshairs of, of William Cooper. Oh, and, and God, I, here and we go. We're never okay, going to hear the end Marcus, of this guy now. Marcus Freeman. He oh, should have never been go. hired for the Notre Look, I actually like Notre Dame. Catholic school and everything. I like Notre Dame. Okay, Matt Doherty, my friend, used to coach there. Yeah. Um, listen, Marcus Freeman was not ready to be a head coach. He he should have went to like another school first and then bring him back. And this poor guy's been put out to the wolves. And and just end it with Marcus Freeman. It's going to be bad this year. It's you you cannot. And here's the thing: what I'll just put the ice on the cake. Every time Notre Dame hires an inexperienced coach, this happens. The team goes into the. Yeah, it goes into the shitter. So, look, Notre Dame, bring someone in with experience. Maybe Marcus Freeman could have been the guy in a few years, but he wasn't ready for that job yet. I like Marcus Freeman. He's a good guy. He was a good guy on Kelly's staff. So, um, But, yeah, it's, he's got to go. So I
1: don't know what's going on, but apparently Barry's got something going on here. Uh Barry Belliveau, wish I knew who you were so I could message you directly. I don't know what's going on over here. I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, something's going yeah. on. <laughs> uh, we
0: Barry alone. <laughs> oh
1: man. Yeah, oh man. Yeah. Don mentioned my family's getting bigger with all my wife's boyfriends. I don't know what's going on in the comments right now. I uh, have, I have no idea what's yeah. going on. <laughs> I don't know if it's this. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, something's, least, uh, something's going on. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, this is gonna be funny to watch. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's the thing about Coop, and I'll remind everyone: if you guys want to get Coop going, don't pick on about anything cigar related, because in the end, he don't care about that. None of that matters to anybody. Um, it, 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 for him, or to him, rather, to him, it, you want to you gotta imagine Gabe Kapler, Matt Lafleur, Joe Judge. Now that now, uh, uh, the coach from Notre Marcus Dame, Freeman. Marcus, Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's what you do. You bring those up, you talk about how great they are, and this and that, and, uh, and and he'll just go off and he'll post 15 copies of the same clown face of, um, sorry, of Gabe Kapler on social media. He'll just keep posting the same one every day. And then I'll comment because I'm like, you know, when are you going to give it up? And he and I get shit because it's like, well, you know what? Here you are commenting again. And it's like, someone has to look you in the eye and be like, Coop, like, Enough's enough, dude. You're obsessed with Gabe Kapler. Just just say it. Just cool. Let's, let's, let's have an intervention. Let's have an intervention. Just tell yeah, us
0: I, you love Gabe Kapler. Just just say it. No, just say absolutely it. Absolutely. No. I I don't like the guy. I don't like the. I don't like. I don't like the weak Jeremy eats. I don't like the fact he takes, uh, his skin off the uh, chicken McNuggets. I don't like the fact that he wears those stupid sunglasses. I don't like the fact he's wearing a beard and he looks like you now. So I mean. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? You and him look alike. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but
1: No, but it, it's how you said it. You just said, it. I don't like how he has a beard. He looks like you. So, oh, I, okay, so, okay, so no, so there, you said, I no, no no, 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 no. You said it like, he now he has the beard, so now he looks like you. That's another reason why I well, don't like cool. him because okay, he looks okay. worse. Was, like, I look bad.
0: No, 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 you're a cool guy, and he's trying to be cool. Uh,
1: good save, yeah, good save.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's an honest answer. That yeah, was what was, was,
1: was. Okay. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. There's is so much going on in the show tonight. I uh, uh, Let's see. Another unknown user. Our after show last week on NFT seems to be have offended a few people. Oh, man. I did not hear the after show. I do know that they went over uh, the NFT stuff, but I didn't hear it, so I can't comment on that. So I'm going to stay out of that one because I am not educated enough on the conversation that's going on. Um, so... Let's just move on from that one. At least for us, they can keep on the comments if they want to. But I, I really can't get into that one. Barry's gonna have to fight that one on his own. Sorry, Barry. Um,
0: Barry Barry's already getting into trouble. Yeah, this is
1: <laughs> You know, it's funny because Barry. I don't think Barry has really watched the show a lot, and uh, it's nice. It's nice to see Barry here. I'm happy Barry's here. I, you know, I love Barry, so it's great to see him here. Um, I have to. I have to do one thing. And Coop, you're gonna want you're gonna want to check your phone for that one, just because I wanted to ask you about something before we bring it up on the air, um, just so I know if we're on the same page or not. Um, just giving you the heads up. So, um, again, I feel like we haven't really covered anything solid like we normally do by now. We're just having our, our general well, banter. Well, it's I been do, nice though. I,
0: yeah. So there is something I do want to cover, and it was what we, you and I were talking about a little yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And it's cigar related. So. Yesterday was that announcement from Ford Cigar Company on their flavored line. Yes, and I, and I thought I and, and FLVR or flavor. FLVR, yeah. And I thought it was an interesting conversation um, because it kind of goes into the debate of what should we cover, what shouldn't we cover, right? And you asked me a, a couple of opinions on it, and and it's interesting because we recorded jukebox. Few hours earlier, and Dave Burke kind of asked me the same thing about this release. Um, So I'll frame the discussion here a bit, okay? Okay, sure. Here's my first question: Like Dave, Dave Burke asked me this question. All right, do you think why would you come out with this release knowing that flavored cigars could be on a on a very short leash right now with the FDA? That was an interesting question. I had an answer for it. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay, so my answer was that this, like, Ford's is owned by STG. It's a big company, right? Um, they can afford to do this, okay? And if, but, and look, flavors aren't going to be banned probably for another couple of years, if, it, if they get banned at all, right? And I'm not convinced, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but um, certainly they can do that as opposed to a very small company. Like, let's say, like, and I'll pick on protocol cigars, right? Juan Cancel. Like, I don't think it would be a smart move for Juan Cancel to come out with invest cycles in a flavored cigar line. Because he's a small brand, and that could that's going to eat up a lot of resources, which ultimately may not pan out for him. Right? It's a bigger risk for him to do it. But but I think for the most part, um, you know, STG they could do this. And um, but I but it was a very interesting release. Did you did you? Uh, there was a lot that intrigued me about this release yesterday when it came out. Ultimately, I did decide to cover this, by the way, for a few reasons. Um, starters is I didn't have a problem with the packaging. And there was no naming on there. So I didn't feel like that this was, I don't think, this is not an issue of packaging. Uh, it was an issue of whether you think you should, it was a flavored cigar. And they were using other names with, with this cool, like, retro 1970s vibe to it. Where well, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, you know, so instead of calling something uh, like birthday cake, they called it, um, like, I forget, Space Ranger or something like that. Or fist bump. Actually, a birthday cake was called fist bump. It was like something completely off the wall. Um, so I didn't have a problem per se with that. Um, the packaging didn't give any indications. There weren't like birthday cakes or caramel chunks on, on the packaging. Um, you would have, They looked like cigar packaging. Is what it looked like. So I was okay with it, and that's why you would ask me, Are you gonna? And I said, Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna print this. Uh, but if it was called, like I said. Uh, you know, carm- caramel chunk or something like that. No, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was interesting. I mean, the press release came across my desk, and I was like, "Okay." So there's a new flavored cigar. And the, the first thing I thought was like, "It's interesting to see." Um, it was interesting to see a new flavored cigar um, being announced. A full line, five different blends, and all that. In a time like this. But, I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, it'd it still be some time. Uh, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be a big company was the the money to do it, right? So, I was yeah. like, okay, that made sense. You know, I, I, if At first glance, you see it, and you're like, oh, wow, okay. And, but then, you know, you look at it, and you start to think about it, and you think about, well, who's doing it? What are they doing? You're looking at the, <sighs> the names on some of it. You're like, okay, I mean, it's uh, compared to some of the other stuff I know we've talked about in the past. Like, yeah, it's a little different. So, like, I could see maybe where... Um, you know, like I, I know that they, they kind of release like specific flavor notes and stuff, but they're not calling it that they're calling it by a different name. So I think it was,
0: um, it, yeah, I, I mean, either it depends where you're drawing your line. If you're drawing on say, I'm not going to cover flavors anymore or, yeah, but I don't think this was crossing the line of this is marketing the kids. I didn't see anything about that that would appeal to any kid, any different than, than a lot of other stuff. Yeah, that, that's that's traditional stuff, is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a very unique release. Um, when I started, i was like, oh, this is something kind of different, and yeah, um, it was interesting. I, I kind of liked how, um, yeah, they have five different flavors, which I know mean, I'm not a big flavored cigar smoker, but like looking at it, I was like, to be honest with you,
0: I I would try that. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing that came out about this is, like I said, this came up on the Jukebox show, right? Yeah. Um, And, you know, we pair music with cigars on that show. And, you know, we were looking at some of these releases, and we were very, very intrigued because, for example, there was one release which was called Yacht Rock. Yeah. Right? Which is a rum-flavored cigar with uh, sugar and cola flavors, right? So we were like, well, do we do a Yacht Rock show and smoke that? I mean, why not? I mean... You know what, what? like? Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? You know, what um, do we do? Like a Space Ranger show and do a future, like futuristic music or something like that. You know, um, so we we were we were kind of like I said. And the five names here were the five names: Ski Chalet, Fist Bump, Space Ranger, Yacht Rock, and Unicorn Tears. Um, they they always a bit. They they probably could have called it Blue, White, Green, Brown, and Purple, like, but they they chose to put other names on it. Um, but, again, I didn't see anything that would wasn't like uh, a bag of ice cream or a bag of cereal, you know, that would really um, go and, uh, you know, where – I, I didn't see anything that would be – in fact, there's nothing on there except for the FLVR, which says flavor. That's the closest thing to anything that says it's flavored. So it doesn't even say it's flavored, but they kind of did this FLVR, which, you know, it's kind of a spin on it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was kind of unique, and like I said, I, as a whole, I looked at. It, I was like, wow, I kind of that's kind of interesting, and I like yeah. that, and I like the sizes too. I what they are? They're they, um, are they five, They're like five, yeah, five by like forty, forty two, something like that.
0: Yeah, five by forty two. Yeah, uh, four fifty a cigar. Um, if yeah, four fifty a cigar. Things,
1: it's a nice price too.
0: Yeah, it, you know, again, I do I smoke flavored. I do smoke flavored cigars from time to time. It's not my primary thing. Um, I don't review a lot of them because they're very – the reviews tend to come out exactly the same on all of them. They're not very complex. Right. But if you like, like to get one flavor, uh, you know, you, most of these flavored cigars, they don't really do it for me. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm tasting artificial sweetener with all of them, which I don't like. So, um, you know, so I mean – and the other thing that's interesting is – so this is being sold by Forged Cigars, which is the spinoff of General – that right. they did? Yes. They needed, they, they you could argue they needed a flavored line, right? Because CAO flavors went with General. So that's what General was doing their flavors under the CAO line. So now they kind of come out with their own line here under, um, under Ford. So it gives those guys something as a sell. And if they ban them, I don't think they're going to take a big loss on this. I mean, they'll take something, but I don't think it's going to destroy it. Oh, yeah, so. there's
1: always loss. I mean,. Um... But, you know, again, you know what, the one thing to think about, too, is you know, we, we talk about these flavor bands and stuff,
0: and you look at the companies
1: who who make the most of it, right? And there are a lot of the big companies, you know, Swisher International, I mean, perfect example, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, half the stuff that Drew Estate makes with acid, right? Um, <sighs> companies like that are the companies that have the money to fight it, you know, with, yep. with their lawyers and all this other stuff, and, and trying to delay things and push things out, and... Those are the companies who are really going to go after that stuff, right? Um, yeah. the little companies and the boutique companies that maybe have a flavored cigar, like for example, there's um like Amandola. They have the dessert cigar, which is yeah. ki- which is kind of a flavored cigar. Um someone like them, I mean they they're a small company like yeah. they're not the ones that are going to be spending money on fighting that shit. It's going to be the Swisher Internationals, the Scandinavian Tobacco um no.
0: Part of me was like why do you, I mean part of me was asking why did they need to do this and I, I, I guess for Fords they they felt they did. I, I'm just like uh, you know they are you trying to say know. that
1: you think that maybe the cigar was unnecessary?
0: Well, for me maybe it was unnecessary. maybe for the but I think for their brand it was necessary because Ford's didn't have a flavored line. Okay I, mean, I think that was the issue. I think that's why they did. I'm sure that was a plan they had and they just stuck with it and if it gets if it gets pulled it gets pulled I like, I don't understand what the dude from JSK is doing at all he's turning his whole marketing model into these very where he's got other cigars which are actually he's got some good cigars I don't know why he's not focusing more on those cigars uh, rather than. I think this is a very sh- I think what he's doing is not only you know put the marketing kids aside I think it's a gimmicky thing that's not going to last that's just my opinion
1: you know to be honest with you I haven't had any of those cigars, and I and I don't know much about them, so I – and I don't know much about, like, other stuff that he has, so I, I can't really uh, – yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't yeah. – I, I don't have anything really to say, not because, yeah. like, I don't want to. I literally – I don't know enough to make a comment because yeah. I'm yeah. not very familiar with his stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know, I know who he is. I know about him, and I know some of the stuff he's got right. out there, but I don't know enough about his whole line to be like, yeah, like, one way or the other. I don't know. Um, I know that he was one of the people that you know has been talked about in the past about some of the the marketing and the packaging on some of his stuff. Um, I mean, he wasn't the only one. There was there was a couple of people that, that came up in the past early in the year when the PCA sent that letter out about the packaging and stuff. Um, I know his name came up. I know several others came up. Um, but other than that, like I don't know much about what the other stuff he
0: has. No, I mean, look, I made a I made a decision in November of last year. That no more of these food releases are getting covered, and no more things that I think could be marketing marketed. to kids are gonna be covered. I made that decision long before I heard of Munchies. I made that decision after I reviewed a cigar from Viaje, a brand I've covered a lot, called the Candy Cane. Yeah. And I, and I after I wrote that review and published it, the thought came in my head: This is not a good idea. But this cigar needs to be this cigar needs to be rebranded. And I, and I, I went back and updated the review a couple hours later to say that. Um, and I said, "After there's no more. So, um, and I think I've been pretty consistent uh, of this um, for the most part. If it's, you know, for the most part, I kept it pretty, you know, I, I took it a little more steer than most people. Right. So there, ha- there have been some things. We had a discussion with Dave on the whole silver bar that was at the trade show. And I thought it was a silver bar. I mean, that's what I looked at. I said, I, I looked at silver bar and that's what I looked at was a silver bar. You know, it got it, and people tried to make an example of it. I'm like, it's a silver bar.
1: Yeah, we've had that discussion before too. Yeah, I remember we yeah. talked about that and Yeah, yeah, it's I talked to Oliver about it. He said the same thing, it's a silver bar. I mean that's it's all a silver it is. Bar. It's, it's a, all it's, it's trying a silver, to be and it's just that's all it is. Now
0: now, I'll be honest, the one they did last year it looked like a Willy Wonka bar. Don't know if it was the best idea, but I don't think there was bad intentions. But actually that was you know, um, Again, I didn't feel that that was, it. probably if it was this year, I'd probably pass on covering it, is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, just because, like I said, I'm, I'm being really careful on some of that. Um, but I'll have conversations, like, but at the trade show, we didn't, like, we, we shot video on the booze, and we didn't, like, delete the video on the silver bar, the Rocky Patel silver bars. That you know? we, we just kept it in there, because that's, that's how it was explaining us. And that's what we thought. We never thought anything otherwise.
1: Yeah, and uh, actually, you know, s- since you bring that up,
0: when did that come out? I forget the silver. It bar. hasn't been released yet. It hasn't been released yet. So it do, we a, do we have do we have a do we have a date though, or a month? Or? I think they were talking October for it.
1: Because those are those, those gonna be it's uh, three different Rocky Patels.
0: Three different box press Rocky Patels, yeah, in a in a in a in a package. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm actually curious to try that. I mean, um. Uh, you oh, know, that's right. Barry's here. <laughs> He'll tell us October. <laughs> I thought that's what they said. Yeah, that, 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 that's what he said. Um, you know, so um, which, by know, the way, look, Barry's account keeps changing. He goes from unknown user
1: to Barry Beliveau to Cigar Authority <laughs> back to unknown user. <laughs>
0: the many, the many. <laughs> He's wearing many, many hats tonight. He's got. He also got two names: Barry Stein and Barry Beliveau. So I mean, it's like you got all these names there. What is it that uh, Jonathan
1: says? That's his maiden name. <laughs> no idea
0: why. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh no. So I mean you know, look, it it there's there's always gonna be more of these that come up. There's gonna be all the it's always gonna be a debate. Um and uh, you know, I'm just trying to use common sense here as well. So, so
1: I see something interesting here. Dom Mancini Abe lost a customer today with his unfair business practices and I'm not sure what this is referred to
0: uh I I we stay away from that yeah <laughs> we I, don't know we don't we don't know what that yeah
1: I don't know what that's about
0: I don't I, but I you uh, know I don't know I'll be honest yeah and I'll be honest you know look <laughs> we all in our walks of life have bad experiences with customers and other types of jobs I don't I don't really feel it's something that we need to bring up on here uh, if Abe wants to bring it up on his show, let's let him make that choice. Is what I would say.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it look yeah. it has nothing to do with us, and uh, look, yeah. I I have nothing but respect for Abe, and that's yeah. not going to change unless yeah. he like, calls me on the phone and says "fuck you," I'll be like "fuck you," but he won't do that. So um, yeah, yeah. He'll get unless I give him I a reason his- too, but I I don't plan on giving him a reason to do that. So no, I, I'll
0: I'll pick on him for drinking Starbucks coffee. That that's and waxing poetic about it. That's what I'll pick on Abe about. <laughs>
1: Why you don't you don't like uh, you don't like Starbucks coffee? No, I mean Starbucks is good.
0: Well, do they support? They like, they have some strict anti smoking practices, right? Yeah, which I guess is their right to do. Uh, I guess no, I true. just I, I I don't think their coffee is that great. To be honest, I never thought it was. Um, I always so. just thought it
1: was better than Dunkin' Donuts, and when you know the majority of coffee shops do the Dunkin' Donuts. Or Starbucks it's like, Well, I mean I just I just I can't stand up we, and donuts coffee. And when you need coffee it's just kinda like you need coffee. Yeah. Um, but
0: you know We have if, a good chain down here called Caribou. Really? Never heard Caribou of Caribou Coffee. Yeah, and they're they're more of a they came down from the Midwest and they made their way into the Charlotte area. They got some great great coffees they do. Um and in fact they do the Kona Peaberry once a year, which is that really good Hawaiian coffee. Um, yeah, I like uh, – it, It's a, it's a, for a chain, it's very good coffee. Caribou.
1: Now, up in Canada, where I don't think our friend um, – oh, my God, why am I spacing his name? John McTavish, uh, cigar surgeon. He's from Canada, eh? Um, yeah. Up in Canada, they have a coffee place that I've actually been – when I go up there someday, I want
0: to try. It's very well-known. It's like their
1: Dunkin' Donuts. It's Tim Hortons. Have you ever been to Tim yeah. Hortons?
0: Yes, I have it, and um, I'll even tell you something else. Uh, they are in New York City right now because when really? I was down, when I was up for my um, dad's memorial, we we got some coffee at Tim Hortons. Yep, there's a few of them. What did you think of City. Tim Hortons? I enjoyed it a lot. Really, it's a very yeah, yeah. i yeah, been wanting to check them out. Um, when yeah, I in find fact, one. yeah, there's a few in New York, and then there's one on Staten Island, which is right near my where uh, my mom was living. Um. So. Uh, and I was like, Wow, Tim Hortons. I'm like, I heard of this. This is Canada, like, we gotta go here. Uh and it was right across the street from my favorite pizzeria in Staten Island, which closed down recently. Um so yeah, um and KK's in favor. My mom and dad were divorced, so that's why, you know, my dad didn't live on Staten Island, but uh Right. But, uh, they both all got along real well, you know. But uh but yeah, I was telling and my mom was like, Yeah, Tim Hortons, this place is really she she's gone there. It's like this place is really good. Uh it's definitely uh definitely cool. They uh definitely cool yeah they look like they had some like dunkin donuts type food items there but i didn't get any of them when i was there yeah
1: tom segura the comedian uh makes has a joke about uh, starbucks wanting to push more of the food now than the coffee and it's so true about all of them though i mean you probably remember more than i do but like you know 20 years ago you went to dunkin donuts you went to starbucks you went to any coffee place right they had coffee maybe they had a couple of pastries like, yeah that was it and then, like, they started carrying, like, sausage, egg, and cheese. Like, they had, like, one sandwich, and it was like, oh, my yeah. God. And now you go to, like, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, they got more food on the menu than they do coffee. I mean, it's insane. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is true. Uh, it, it, it definitely is true there. Um, I mean, we used to have in New York City, and I don't think there's a lot of them anymore, chock full of nuts. Those I've places. He, I've heard of it. Oh, I didn't know it was coffee. a place, though. They would change. They sort, well, there was, there was stores in New York City uh, with chock full of nuts years ago. Um, there may be a few franchises left, but um, you it's great coffee is what I'll tell people. You get that chock full of nuts coffee. Well um, however they brewed it at these stores, it was really good. Uh, they brewed kind of a little bit of Starbucks style. I think they slightly over brewed, but not they, I don't think the beans were overcooked as much as Starbucks. is the difference. That's why my problem with Starbucks is the beans tend to be overroasted.
1: overroasted. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, to be honest with you, I've been drinking a lot more um, ground coffee. Yeah, like th- we have a Keurig. I never use it, personally. I don't like the Keurigs. I think they water down the coffee. It's never hot enough. I, Nicole, uh, I have a problem
0: with mine. It's. I agree with you. It's never hot enough.
1: Nicole uses uh, the Nespresso. Uh, mm-hmm. She really loves the Nespresso machine. That's what she uses, and yeah. uh, all those. And I just I. Recently, just was good. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, i just kind of want to go back to like basics, and I just want a, a standard, like, regular drip coffee maker, and that's what I use every day, every day. And to be honest with you, a lot of the times, um, I've been drinking a lot of Cafe Bustelo li- lately. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just I was playing around with different shit, and I was like, I want to I want to try some Bustello and I made that. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. And it's simple. I use it's nothing yeah. fancy. It's not expensive. You know, I go to BJ's and I get the big, the big drum, the big forty-six ounce yep. thing. They call it the festival size, and it's like ten bucks. And that's it. It's great. Yeah, and that's my coffee yeah. <laughs> every day. <laughs>
0: I mean, I have the I have the single I have the single brew system, but I do have the percolate the, the stovetop percolator, which is still my favorite way to do it. Um, the only problem with the stovetop percolator is you gotta have is that the metal ground. kettle. Yeah, yeah. It's the me- It's the metal with the basket. But you gotta have coarse ground beans for it. Uh, that's like so you gotta make sure you, you. I recommend you know grinding the beans for that and coarse grinding them. So because otherwise it's gonna get through the basket.
1: Yeah, they gotta be on, on the rougher side, not a fine. And that's another thing. Like Bustello is like a more. It's more. It's espresso. It's a much finer coffee grounds, more of a powder yeah. than like yeah. a coarse grind. So yeah, that definitely wouldn't work. But yeah, something that's a little more coarse grind, that's not as finely ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. You know what you used to use back in the day? I used to use a French press all the time. And I love the French press. Um, I've had some good coffee out of that. If you know how to use it, I will say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, like the v- I don't know if you've ever seen the Vietnamese style. It's similar that you pour, uh, you pour the hot water over it and it kind of drips in your cup. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I've used yeah Vietnamese coffee is really good, by the way. It's one of the best I've had, it's very strong.
1: You know, I was reading a story recently. How, first of all, how are, we, how are we on a coffee conversation right now is wild. But um, I was reading something earlier, and I, I really...
0: Abe and Starbucks.
1: And I really <laughs> still kind of think... <sighs> I feel like I don't want to believe it, but I, I think I think it might be real. I'm going to ask you. I don't know if you've heard of this. But in one of the countries in Asia, there is a coffee bean that I guess is very popular and kind of expensive... And it's coffee beans that were eaten by monkeys or some animal. And then they, like, shit them out. And then they actually grind that down and they brew it. It's actually, like, a specific style. I don't know if that's true. I read something about that as I was, like, passing through social media. And I don't know. But apparently that's a thing. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know if you, anyone uh, can confirm or deny that. <laughs> Yes, it's called
0: Kopi Luwak. Is That's it re- cool is that a it.
1: real thing? Yeah, it looks like Is that like bullshit? It is.
0: Look up monkey coffee poop.
1: <laughs> I gotta see this. I didn't really do my research on it because I was too busy doing something else.
0: When I saw it, I, I will not be. I will not be trying that. Kopi Luwak. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, is a coffee that consists of partially digested coffee cherries which have been eaten and defecated by the Asian palms civet. Civet? How do you say that? Um, Civet. Civet. The cherries Uh are fermented as they pass through the intestines, and then they are collected. uh, Oh, it looks like it's probably in the Philippines.
0: Yeah. And it's not cheap. This is not not. cheap, either.
1: It's $100 per kilogram for farmed beans and about $1,300 U.S. per kilogram for wild-collected beans. Holy Shit. By the way, I didn't notice.
0: I just did. I just did a Google on this, and that's what I came up with. Oh my god! Yeah. By the okay. way, for so the cigar industry, Google could be your best friend. You know, you can you know save yourself a lot of money in a trademark lawsuit if you Google. Just saying.
1: Wait, say that again. Sorry. What'd the cigar
0: industry should use Google. They would save so much money with these trademark stuffs, on on a lot of these cases.
1: I feel like you're referring to something specific here, Coop.
0: Well, no, I'm not specific, but I can tell you. There's a lot of cigars. As you start covering the news, you'll see by the end of the week the name changes suddenly. <laughs> you get another press release saying it's changing the name. It's happened. I, I'll give you a good example of one that, you know, I'm smoking one right now from the company. Ace Prime came out with a cigar called the Maximus. Right. They had to rename that to the MXS because of. Um, Diamond Crown. Diamond Crown.
1: It was funny. So I think we talked about this on the show before.
0: Yeah. Did yep. we talk so, about it? So I mean, it's happened.
1: Did we talk about the um? The abo- would have saved that problem. Did we talk? Did we talk about the Abuelo booth from the PCA trade show?
0: I think we touched on it. Yeah, I mean the one that had uh, Hemingway and, and chisel. Chisel, yeah. We were talking to Dave about that.
1: And then Dave saw it, and then I think he he told Lito Lito Gomez. He was like, hey, come here, come check this out. And him and and him and uh, Lito went up to the booth and talked to the guy. And was like, yeah, you know, you got to scrub up the chisel. and Florida Dominicana has that and trademarked. Uh, you got the Hemingway, made by Arturo Fuente. Uh, the Abuelo, a cigar that Dave has. <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah
0: like, so the deal <laughs> is the company was called Codio Cigars. um, And we covered them, right? But the thing is about them is they were some store in New Jersey that was selling these brands out of their store, which I'm not saying that's right to still do with these names. Yeah. But they had no national. Here. Yep, they had no national attention, and then they took it to the trade show, and obviously the shit hits the fan, you know, with that, like.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously, too. I mean, you see stuff like that, and you can't have to go, like, like, do they not know, or do they just not care? I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's peculiar. <laughs> but I heard that story. I was like, that's funny how Dave and Lito, like, went over to the booth and was like, oh, yep. hi. I heard about some of your wares that you have here. Um, maybe you may or may not be familiar with some other brands that make some stuff very similar to those names. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Sorry, I had yeah. to grab something over there. Um, but, yeah, so it's funny because trademark stuff comes up a lot. And I feel like
0: I, – I hate I hate covering that. I don't even like covering that stuff in the news, to be honest with you. Because it's, and Carney said it best to me. It's it's part of doing business, and he's right. That's why I don't make a. It's not a. I don't invest a lot of time in covering that stuff. Um, And and you know, it's just it is what it is. It's like I said. It's part of doing business.
1: What I was gonna say was um, actually uh, for for those who want to hear a lot more about that kind of stuff, like trademark, trade dress especially in the cigar industry anytime Pete Johnson is on a show especially like I th- when he was on your show last time you guys really went into depth over that not so much about yeah. like you know specific companies doing certain things just the the process and like kind of what yeah. goes into that and and Pete knows that stuff very well cuz he's had to deal with a lot of it not only just like with his own brands with other people doing stuff for his brands but I mean he's dealt a lot with Monster Beverage over the Monster name and like the color green that he uses with that line, and then they have Monster, and their trademark color is a green, and this and that. So, but just in a general sense, I've always really enjoyed uh, when Pete talks about that stuff because just in a in, even just in a general, not even necessarily cigar related, but in a general sense, because I mean that's something that kind of crosses any kind of business or industry. It's just very informative, and I've always enjoyed that conversation. So anytime, yeah. Pete, anytime you see Pete on a show and. If you don't know anything about that stuff and, and, you know, people are commenting, you know, ask them to bring it up. I mean, maybe they'll see it. They'll, yeah. they'll ask him about it. But Pete's got a lot of good insight on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've had ai like I said to my dad, I, I got to meet Weird Al Blankovic. And I had a conversation with this about him probably 30 years ago. Because um, I asked him just like, hey, it was just kind of an innocent question. Like hey, do these guys get mad at you? And you see these songs? I like, could, uh, and he's like, he like he goes, they don't because every he goes, I always get permission. And then he was telling me, technically legally, he doesn't have to get permission, um, because it's parody, but he always said, look, I don't want to have any problems with this. I want to make sure that both parties are in agreement, and it's just having a little fun here and. Uh, you know, he said some artists will turn him down, others will, will say do it. So, But he said that's why he's never gotten into trouble with any of that stuff. This was like 1991, I remember. So It's like more than 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I know that the uh, the movie about his life is, is now coming out. Which yeah. Which is kind of yeah. cool. Which is really cool.
0: Yeah. Very nice guy. He was a very nice guy, Weird Al. Yeah? How yeah. old is he now? He's got to be kind of getting up there. I got to say Weird Al is probably in his 60s yeah he was in you know I want to say he was like 20 like maybe 30 when I saw him um my dad like I said my dad knew him obviously he drove him that's so uh he was in his late 20s early 30s around that time so I'm thinking 60 at least I'm gonna google it and see what it what it was uh yeah wow. Why you're doing that? 60, 63. He's gonna be 63 next month.
1: Oh, 63. Yeah. Wow.
0: Right it, yeah. Oh, rattle Yeah.
1: My cord just caught on something here. What, I think I rolled. Gotta hate the cord. when I have I rolled over the cord, and then I'm like trying to move. I'm like fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah. One of the things I, I I wanted to bring up I had on the uh, I don't know if you covered this, Coop. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. Did you see the news from the PCA this week? Uh, PCA host introductory meeting with Center for Tobacco Products Leadership. I didn't cover it,
0: and we could talk about that. Um, yeah, why don't you go yeah, ahead. I was, uh, and I asked Jared about this on Thursday night, and he didn't really have a lot of, to offer. It, I, I just felt like covering that we had a meeting without, like, accomplishments out of that meeting, wh- wh- it, what am I doing here? I mean, go to PCA website and read about that. That's what I'm saying. Um, certainly I, I think PCA should be sharing that information. I'm not, but for me to put it on coop, what am I going to say? Well, we had a meeting and I, I was asking Jared, Hey, do we have some good positive next steps? What was the mood? None of that could be answered. Um, you know, it's just like, well, we have a meeting and there's going to be probably some follow-up meetings. I'm like, okay. So I didn't really take much of it. And I opt, like I stopped covering these stories. Hey, we wrote a letter. Hey, we had a meeting unless there's a tangible outcome. That comes out of these things, um, and it's not because I'm trying to be mean or anything. There's, it's a bandwidth issue. I, I can't. It's a bandwidth issue, is what it comes down to, for me.
1: Yeah, no. I just, um, I figured I would just bring it up, and
0: uh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm just telling you why I didn't. But i I think. It oh no, yeah, that that that's shared. fine. Uh, yeah, I want to make sure it's clear. I think it's important that they shared that information. Don't get me wrong. Yes.
1: Um, <clears throat> now, having said that. In terms of what it
0: actually was and what was said, what was your what was your thought on this? Uh, I'm going to use the John Carney answer. It's part of what they should be doing every day. as part of their business. Yeah,
1: that's and my it, answer on it. And to be honest, um, with you, you know, you go to the. You, I just want to add this one thing. In, you know, yeah, for that whole like middle part of the year, um, let's say maybe last week of May, Memorial Day weekend all the way through, like, the first week of August, all you really hear from the PCA, most of the time, and I'm not saying it's the only thing, I'm not saying things get uh-huh. left out, there are things yeah. that come through, but most of the centers, like, on the trade show, because it's, the trade show's coming up, and then they're at the trade show, and then this is, and there's a lot of focus on that, and that's not bad, and I get it, but, you know, it's, it is nice to kind of see some other communications coming out of PCA again, about some yeah. other things, yeah. like, all right, the trade show's over, now, like, what else is going on, you know, because yeah. that's the stuff that people really need to know.
0: From from talking to uh, Jared, who's a, a board member right now, uh, Glenn and Glenn Loop and Joshua have been hands down in this advo- put together the advocacy strategy going forward. And I'm sure that's a lot of work that's going into this right now. And uh, And at the same time, it may seem like, hey, this Dr. King months ago became head of the Center of Tobacco Products. But you know what? I guarantee you they tried to meet with this guy much sooner and it probably took a long time. Um, so I'm not going to beat them up over that, but, but yeah, I think they're, they're focused on this advocacy strategy that they're going to roll out, um, at some point, you know, I think they, they got to They got to do it sooner than later. Um, I'm worried that there is a lot of time going, but I'm sure this is not, is a complex thing they're doing, but I, I agree with you, uh, Matt, hundred percent good. That we're seeing other types of communication come out. Um, I'm starting to see the PCA take a little bit of a leadership with some of the international stuff. I think that's a, a very important thing. um, so I think, you know, some of these smoking, like the New Zealand thing, I think came up, uh, I want to say one other country. Um, so, I mean, they're starting to do more of that stuff, and, and it's good that they are sharing that stuff. Um, and I think they should be sharing that directly on their website, which is great. And if, if they come to me and say, hey, this is an important thing we want to cover, it's part of a bigger picture, yeah, then I'll cover it for them. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. It's just a big bandwidth issue I have right now with what we're covering. I just don't have the... The, the bandwidth, and then, you know, if I put the time in it I want to make sure that my story is shared and not cigar aficionados, you know. So, or good point. in addition to cigar aficionados. You know, I just, I have to have something back in it uh, because it, it's otherwise, I mean, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, Matt, but since I've started, like, really being a little more pushed back, the Cigar Coop numbers have gone up on the website. So I think I'm doing something right right now, focusing energies in the right area. So, and that's what keeps the lights on in Cigar Coop, so.
1: Uh, yeah no I, I agree and everyone kind of has to do what works for them you know we've started to make a couple of changes um, with the way we're doing stuff at Smoking Tobacco and uh, it's all about kind of fine tuning how your website works best and the things you cover and the traffic that comes from it yeah. and, yeah. Just it, and yeah. it's not necessarily right or wrong everyone has to do kind of their own thing and there's a specific a style or a format yeah. that all of us kind of uh, like to follow uh, for our own sites that works for us yeah because you know, yeah, we want to be different from each other.
0: Yeah, we want to be different, um, and we we each have our own strengths, and I think that's what makes us not cookie-cutters, right? So I agree with you on that. Um, I, just, I don't have a problem if anyone covers that stuff. I think it's, there's no problem with it. It's just I can't do it right now. Um, we're, we're saturated right now. We, I mean, we went through we, – we didn't fake PCA coverage till Labor Day. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, which – and that was, yeah, so – that explains a lot. Um, one of the things I wanted to
1: ask you about was: Did you see? I'm not sure if you get if you if you covered anything on the German-engineered cigars, the lineup.
0: I did. I actually did cover that. Um, you know about yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Um, what did you think of that?
0: <laughs> um,
1: oh, here we go. I, I heard. I heard the <laughs> chuckle. I. I. You had something to say. <laughs> I'm not trying to put you it, on the spot. I just so
0: I... so what? Just look, give the background. It, it it um, they're trying. They're coming out with. They have a blend. Yes. And they're trying to decide what size they're going to release the blend in. Yes. Right. So they have thrown it to the consumers to get involved with it. Right. And they're selling these three packs, and the idea is you're going to go and vote for it. Right. Two things I always say about this. Historically, the only example I've like. McAuliffe may be the one that I think had success with it, but McAuliffe had, they just went for the name. They had the blend and the size ready already. Right? So what i what, my point is on that is you guys are the blenders. You guys know this stuff. You should know how this is performing best right now. With, with, like what size this is performing best in. And you, know, you, you shouldn't have to go to a consumer vote to go do that. I've also not really seen this ever work. And I can go through many examples of companies that have done this. I've seen Aging Room do it a few years ago. I've seen CAO do it. I've never seen this, like, the next great thing come out with it. It just doesn't typically work is what I've seen. That's And I know EPC's doing it now. I just saw EPC's doing it at the trade show this year. They have something coming. Yep. They have that platinum pack. Yep. I just haven't – that, but that's picking a blend. I, I, I just never have a good – I just – it's not. I love the fact that there's consumer engagement. Don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna give you i am I'm gonna give you a, a real example, okay? Um, Espinoza had. I'm gonna tell the story straight. Espinosa had Lazana Palooza,
1: okay? Uh, hold on, one, hold, on For, hold on, hold on, one second, Dom. If you have a question, just ask the question. I'm not gonna like. Can, we can't ask the question if you don't ask the question. You're hinting you have a question. Yeah. Type it in the comments. Ask the question. All right, Coop, go ahead.
0: All right. So, at Lazona Palooza, they were coming out with a cigar. Which was originally an event cigar, an event we can't release for a while, which is no longer. And it was called the Alpha Dog. Yeah. And they gave us a choice of three blends, okay? And by far, one blend stood out above the other two. I don't know how, I don't know how the blend won that one. It was awful. I told Hector that. I said, this is awful. I said, you need to override. And they didn't want to override it because that is what the group decided. Right. Well, Alpha Dog's not even in there. Alpha Dog's pretty much a dormant brand for them right now. What does that tell you? I, I just don't ever see this work. I mean, I think you have to put your expertise as a blender and a cigar maker to do that. However, I don't want to beat up the German-engineered cigar guys. that are trying to get some consumer. I think they do need some consumer engagement. I just don't know if this is the right answer, the right approach.
1: I mean, I started. I thought it was. Um... I thought it was interesting. It was different, but I, I can understand, and I see where your concerns lie too. Yeah, I mean, when you leave it up to to the public, I can understand where something might get chosen that just may not end up working out in the long run, um, mm-hmm. or there's there's other yeah. otherwise flaws in that. Um, yeah. but it, to me, it's. I also look at it like I, I like to see manufacturers trying. Uh, that's why I don't
0: want to beat these guys up on it. Exactly. Yeah, I really
1: yeah. enjoyed the effort, especially from such a small yeah. brand.
0: Now, German engineers, nice, cigars, they're nice guys too, nice guys too. They're nice yeah.
1: guys. They've been around for
0: a couple years now. Yeah, Claudio's um, getting involved with their blending, which I think has been key. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I mean, they've been doing some good things. They're small. They're trying to work their way up, and to see someone like that trying to look let's just and i'll just come up and say it and it's not a negative thing you know when you're a small brand you're trying to get attention you're trying to get recognized that's how you grow and that's how you you know you, you a- get your a- business absolute, started absolutely so i totally get that so they're trying to do kind of out of the box things like hey well we're a small brand no one really knows us how do we get attention to the brand and let's do something that not people not many people are doing let's try to get the consumers more engaged let's have them do this and that or whatever and you have to give it to them i mean it's it's a good it's a good tr- it's a good effort right. and and you know what I hope it works out for them.
0: I do. That's why. I, that's why I love the way McAuliffe did the uh, the to be named, which was became the McAuliffe A. Great. And great example. It, it, that was. But that's a great way. And then look, they, everyone picked ambassadors. They couldn't do it, so they kind of got creative, uh, and they called it the A. I I thought naming the cigar. I thought it was a much better idea than picking the cigar. I think. Look, some, we got to trust that these people making the cigars know a lot more than we do. I mean, we have to give them that respect there. And I think they know the best people in the factories, they know the best representation of these ones. They've been doing this stuff for a long time.
1: And that's true, too. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what they do. Um, But I will say before I do, someone likes to say hello. Waiting on you, Coop. I don't know if you know. Hello?
0: I didn't notice. It's on the screen. I can't see it. Uh, you,
1: you don't see the comments on the screen?
0: Uh, your, your boy's here. No. Barry's not
1: here. I think Barry's still there. He's just being quiet oh, oh,
0: okay. Okay. I see him. Hello.
1: Aaron, Alan Rubin. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you. I've been waiting for you to come. Really. I really have. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love having Alan on the show. I love I love Alan. I think he's he's great. Uh, he's he's uh, a good walking. Really h-
0: he is working really hard right now. Um, And good he's doing a good job he's doing a good job uh, uh life on the road ain't easy he puts a, a positive <laughs> spin on it and um yeah, yeah. Coop can't i can't ask. well no I, I had I didn't, I didn't see the scrolling wasn't working that was the problem so i don't know fuck, fuck it alan i'm gonna say shit now i'm gonna say shit about you why yeah. Why the yankees lose with Derek jeter's night last night okay <laughs> <laughs> So, so, for no, no for, but no, he is. He's doing, like I said, it's not easy, and he's giving us a little insight into what he's doing and the shops he's seeing and what he's smoking. I think he's doing a good job with that. So, nice work.
1: I should be a guest on the show one night so I can make fun of Coop. I don't know if Cooper will let me do it. I'm not going to lie. He won't Absolutely let me not. do it. He won't let me do it, Alan. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I can't. <laughs> if, reps, you, reps, if you're if yeah. you coming on, he's like, I ain't coming on. And then there's just like, that's it. So I, I can't no do reps. it. <laughs> but you're more than welcome to always be here in the comments. And I'll make sure that anything you type and say comes up on screen because there's yeah, so much you can oh, do. <laughs> yeah. Invite me. Invite me on. Uh, invite me on. Um, See? Brandon's the, got it the right. They're just join the
0: comments. On, on the record. <laughs>
1: Also, I, I have to – I think it's worth mentioning. So, Dom, I wasn't yelling at you. I was just saying if you have a question, just ask it. And then I can't – we can't answer the question if you don't ask the question. I know you have a question. I saw the comment. You don't have to get upset. No one's attacking you. You know, it's all good. Uh, Alan Rubin. Coop doesn't think I'm important enough.
0: Oof. Oof. You're
1: not. You're
0: uh, not. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You're not. So uh, <laughs> Nothing personal. I'm the most. I'm not really that important.
1: There's a fight about so. to break out? There we go. Wait. Just wait till Alan Rubin starts talking about.
0: Well, can we move on or... and like do some? Can we
1: move <laughs> on? <laughs> just let me have my two minutes of fun with Alan. You know, it, I I, no, I appreciate there, him right. here.
0: You know, I appreciate
1: him coming on. You know, like, you, 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 yeah, yeah, you know you don't appreciate you know people watch the show. I mean, then they don't come back. It's you know, come on. You know, at the end of the day, Alan's awesome. He comes to the show. He supports the show. And anyone who supports the show,
0: yeah. I, you know, that means a lot. So, no, I mean, it's you can't just have everyone on a show sometimes. It's, it's not. You know, and I usually typically I don't put – uh, you know, usually it's national people I put on a show. It is usually what I'll do. Barry, who is Alan Rubin? Well, uh, go, let's go. All right, go, here we go. Don, Don Mancini, now go there. Coop,
1: pick me, brother. I have a question. What is your question, Dom? If – if you don't just ask, ask a qu- the
0: question, just ask the question. If you don't ask I'll the t- question,
1: then that's it. We're just moving on. What okay? up?
0: I, I typically, so you know, this is actually an interesting topic here. Um, <laughs> the one thing I get asked on Coop a lot is do we take audience questions? We, we take a few, but it's not really what our show is set up to do. I, I, Eric's show on Dojo does that. Um, the old Cigar Federation shows used to do that. We, we, we're just not really set up to do that with our show. Um, but sometimes we will take a few from here and there from the audience. Um, certainly, if you have the opportunity, just, just ask it. And if we deem your question something we can talk about, we'll answer it.
1: I have to say, so I, I, I was there for was it was it last week or the week before when uh, Andy Affy was on with you guys? Was that Tuesday night? Was that last Tuesday? Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun show. Um, you, Bear, and Andy were all in there. I was in the comments. I was having a great time. And uh, I was all excited, and uh, it was it was a fun time. It was it was great, and uh, you know, I uh, I was really I was really surprised. Not not surprised like it was gonna be bad, but it was just another long show. Which hey, that's what coops known for. But it was just it was all around. It was great, great conversation, the, the, great that show.
0: Was, that was a rough show for me. I lost track of time because I had just gotten back from New England that day. Because I actually it took me twenty four hours to get home, so. Uh, because of a flight problem, so um, I didn't get back till a day later. So um, yeah, I was—I I, I was just like my whole time schedule was messed up. Carlito says, "Barry, we call it
1: busting balls with those we love."
0: Yeah, there uh, it is. Barry, Barry wants to do ask the bloggers. We've—we've we've covered the blogger topic already, Matt and I. So it's old news, Barry. Ooh, sorry. Oof, that was rough. <laughs> Carlos, finally, someone gets
1: me. Yes. Uh Barry gets it. Barry I get it. I don't you know, one of the things, you know, so after, uh, <clears throat> at PCA, um, it was, what night was it? I think it was, I think it was the night of the wedding. It was, like, after that, we went out, um, like, you know, much, much later, after we were done with our personal stuff, we went out to, we went to the Circle Bar, because everyone was in town, and I ran into Carlito, and uh, we were drinking, we were smoking, I don't even remember what it was. You ran to Carlito, I
0: said, Carlito's here, you may want to get here, that's what I told you.
1: Well, yeah, but then I got there and then I found him. So, right, but anyway, right. <laughs> so I I, I I meet up with him and we were saying we were talking for a little bit, and then I don't remember what the conversation. Was. I just remember he he just was rattling off a bunch of jokes or whatever, and I think he thought I got offended or something, and I just kind of was. Just, it was that it was that point of the night when I was just starting to fade a little bit. I was exhausted. I had a long day, and he just looked at me like I think he thought like I didn't get it. And He was like, "That's just some Cuban humor, man. We like to bust balls." And I'm like, "No, no, no. I get it. I do. I, it
0: was hilarious." <laughs> but I, I, what they do to Jose, <laughs> what they do to Jose, oh, it's great. <laughs> the way they beat up on poor Jose on uh, Sundays.
1: Oh man! And they got numb nuts one, numb nuts two. two, and Jose. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I Meet mean, the professor thats a fun show. Uh, oh, I, they yeah, do a great yeah, job, yeah. you know. And anytime you get to see Jose Blanco on camera and on and, and on a show, it's just, its a great time. And Jose is an awesome guy. So we're not going to go into the details, just because you know the story. I'm not going to talk about it on the air. But there was a situation that came up earlier this week, and me and you were talking about it. And the first thing you said was, "You got to call Jose Blanco." I'm like, "All right, and I called him." It was like. It was really late here. What was it, like 1 in the morning? And I, we to text Jose Blanco. <laughs> He's, like, just getting up for the day in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, you know, I just woke up. And uh, he was like, oh, that's stra- – I'll be I'm right on it, though. I'm on the case. And it was uh, it was <laughs> yeah, something you know, I, needed, <laughs> I needed his help looking into a situation. And he was like, I'm on this. Don't you worry. I'm into this. And you're just like, dude, Jose is going to be, like, ins- like – the captain inspector right now and he's just and sure enough within two hours I, jose comes I back he's you. like this is what i found out it's this 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 and this and by the way my suggestion is it's a no go i'm like okay cool um and <laughs> dude jose is the man he is the man he knows everybody he knows almost everything um you go to him and listen. I can't say enough about Jose Blanco. He really is a great guy. We love um, him. We love him. Yeah. You know he, he's a he's a dear friend. Uh, it's an honor to 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 be his friend and to know him. And and he's always he's always given me the best advice. He's always you know anytime I come to him with something, he always has an answer. And if he doesn't, he finds out and he tells you and he comes back with more than you asked for. And you're like, this is plenty Jose thank you and it's just yeah it, it's and it's just it's it's fun too it could be something yeah, yeah. serious and it it's fun because you're doing it with Jose yeah. and he just yeah. makes
0: no there have been situations I've had to call Jose um as well on serious stuff and he has been a, uh, an incredible help to me um and uh he's a he's a great friend and uh you know um so great that I got to see him at the trade show this year and down at Pro Cigar I saw. I feel like I saw him twice this year, which is like you know. And, but we we talk probably, I mean every day. I mean I gotta be honest. I talk to him more than uh, probably some family members, which is not a good thing on my part. Just because I need to, but we we do, we do talk every day. He's like my confidant on stuff. So, uh, he gives me a lot of uh, coaching and advice behind the scenes. You know, I think you need to do this, Cooper. You know. You know he's been around a long time. He has a lot of experience.
1: Um, yeah, you know, he's a very credible source with a lot of things now. You know he worked. He's worked for a lot of companies. Uh, he, he worked for La Aurora. He worked for Ernesto Perez Carrillo. He worked for Hoya de Nicaragua. Now he works for Arturo Fuente, and you know he works for Carlito. So, um, you know, and I know that well, they well, they well, love him. Well,
0: and let me tell you something. As much as I talk to Jose, he has never tipped his hand on a movie he's made once to me. I did, so I did not know he, he – I didn't know him when he went from La Rora to Hoya. Um, but when he – I'm telling you, I had – he didn't even tip his hat that he was going to Fuente to me. He is just – he and – I, and I have to – I always respect that line. I don't ask him that. And if he wants to share something with me, that's his choice. But he, he's very respectful on these things, um, and, and, uh, which, is, which is good. You know, it's, I think it's a very – it's a very admirable quality. You know, I've never. I, I I knew he would tell me in time, uh, so.
1: Uh, so I think we finally have the question that, that Dom has been wanting to ask, and um, it, it is interesting. Um, it, it's a two part question. Um, mm-hmm. they want to get your official stance on the LFD NFT, which I know that we've already covered. We've talked yep. about it on the uh, show, but for those thing, who didn't hear, da- yeah. Uh, but I'll let you answer the question.
0: Um. And what do I think about? Okay, so the question is two part question. What is my official stance on the LFD NFT, and what do I think about a competing company completely ripping the idea off of themselves? Um, the answer is for so the first one is I think it was a. Uh, I don't understand NFTs, like, but I you can't argue how this it was a positive, right? Um, as far as the ripping it off goes. What I will tell you is, and I'm assuming this is smoke in, Abe did this with the blessing of people from LFT, LFD, from what I understand. He went to those. He went to John and some of these folks and and Tony, and he talked to them. So I I don't know how it's ripping it off if he had a conversation with them. Um, It's not like he did it against their will. I think he helped, like LFD helped them out. And and, 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 and Matt, if I'm speaking out of turn here, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I think this has been said. So, say that you know, again. Public.
1: Sorry, I was reviewing a couple of things. Say that last part one more
0: time. About ripping off the idea is that yeah. Abe actually went to LFD before putting this idea out. He went and oh, talked yeah. to them, and he got some advice and some help on this. So I don't think this was a ripoff at all.
1: I don't uh, think so either. I, I in think fact, it was a
0: blessing. I think, yeah, I'll say it was a blessing there.
1: In fact, when the LFD-NFC was going on, the conversation we kept happening was we were excited to see who else would attempt it next because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Tony— and the guys at L F D, you know, they did a great job with it. It was very Yeah. yeah. It's a very unique idea. Yeah. They executed it flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we were saying like, hey, like we expected more brands to do it. That was the conversation for months leading up to it. Like we were like, is Fuente gonna try it? Is you know, maybe Drew Estate gonna try it? Um we were excited to see who else would I wouldn't call it ripping. Off. And, I think it's I think it's a great and, opportunity well, and, to do and something if, new. Yeah.
0: yeah, and if we want to say who did it first, it was United, Dave Garofalo, and Alvin Nivelle. So technically, they, they did, did the first te- cigar NFT. They did, they did this, they did a little different, but but all right, I get but I think in this case, because there was a blessing in here, um, and there was help done, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I always say this though, and this is the part I say, you know, Fred Rui, uh, wrote a great book, uh, called Be the Lime. And it's a great book if you're trying to do, like, a project or get something off the ground or a concept. And he says, you know, there's a lot of lemons out there, but the lime is the one that stands out to try to be something different. So I think there is something to be creative and innovative, um, you know, and so that that's just my feeling on that, too. But let's also be real. I guarantee you, Abe's not going to be the only one doing this. So, And I guarantee people gonna be doing this without LFD LFD's blessing, so.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think that my, my, my comment on it was, you know, I, look, I, I, I applaud them for going for it because I mean, obviously, you know, you see something executed successfully and you're like, well, I want to try that and do my own thing. Yeah, Uh, I, I know there's people, you know, making comments about it being too similar. I understand that, you know, maybe some people might feel It's it's very,
0: I mean, but it's very, I mean, but I think this is because they were helping them along with with the with the process. Yeah, I mean
1: they they helped them with it and I think yeah. that they they were like okay, well, let's try to make it similar because we know that works. So it's like yeah. why are we going to do it and then do something completely out of left field. And again, I mean then that's and that's a fair point too like oh, we could do something different and maybe they they would, but they were I they, the mentality probably was hey, we saw how LFD did it. They did it like this, it was successful. It's you know, let's not make it more complicated than it is and let's go for it. Let's see if we can do it. And I think it, you know, Abe and Pete, you know, they pull theirs off, and it's very successful. It's kind of like, all right, so L F D did it, and it was good. And then Abe and Pete did it, and they pulled it off. So it's like now you have two examples of people who were able to be very successful with it. So it's like it gives it even more credibility. Like you had two people do it. in the Now, and again, United was first. They did a, 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 a classic strict NFT-only yeah, yeah, NFT. Yeah, LFT,
0: thought, I think, was the lime in this case. They, they came up with a, a different concept. They, the LFT. Never-
1: yeah, the LFD one was was more, yeah. um, more developed, right? Yeah. So that was very different. Now, United was successful with theirs. United LFD did something very different, and they were successful. And I think the idea that LFD created was just kind of like, a, oh, like that's a great opportunity because it's like you look at it, it's like, yeah, you buy this NFT, then what do you do with it? LFD was like, let's sell an NFT, but let's also make it not only, like. You know, you look at it from a business standpoint, you know, how do we keep making money off of it? And then you have someone who owns it. It's like, how do I keep getting something out of this after I buy yeah, this yeah. image file and I'm done? So I buy this thing, but then I can actually make my money back and I can make profit on it, you know, down the road. I, yeah, I get yeah. more out of it than just getting a file that goes, oh, look at that. It's a little graphic of a cigar. Um, <laughs> Pete and Abe saw that and said wow, that's a great money-making thing. I mean, any business owner is going to see that and be like, wow, there's a successful business idea that they flawlessly executed. Let's try it too. And I think that you're going to see even more people do something very similar. Yeah. Now, as this goes on, you know, maybe three, four more companies try it down the road. Maybe theirs starts to be a little bit more uh, away from the LFD model that they did. Maybe it's a little different. Sure. But I think that it's not out of this world that, you know, the first one after LFD was very similar because it's like, well, we know that works. So if you're gonna do yeah. something like this, let's try to follow a similar model. Yeah. And you know, because we, we want it, to, we want it to work. We want it. To, if it flops, yeah. it's it's kind of that yeah. that sucks. It's yeah. a bad business move. So I don't really fault them for that. I think that yeah. they're just trying to follow a successful business model. Yeah. And I, I get it.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. And like I said, I think um, you'll see others and and. Then we can get into the whole point if this market's sustainable. That's another story because I think as far as selling the NFTs go, it works, but now will the consumers sustain this model is going to be the question. That's the that's other part big, of it too. We have to see if, be, you know, downstream, do the consumers I, know, and I have some I have up. some questions. I have some questions on if that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's going to work or I'm not saying it's not going to work. I just say we got to see what the market's going to dictate on that. Ah, uh, Carlito
1: chimed in from our previous conversation. Thank you, Coop. With all of the 30 years that I have been close friends with Jose Blanco, he has never shared one technique, one tobacco blend, or any inside information of any company he's ever worked for. Nor would I ask. Easy. But if I did, he would immediately shut me down. He's a man of honor and integrity, and that's yeah, that's, that's very yeah. accurate.
0: Yeah. Nor do I ask Jose Carlito's secrets either. By the way, uh, so and Jose, because I, I I would never do that. But Jose, I know would would tell me to go pound sand if I ever asked that. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. So there's a there's a like Jose and I we, we talk about you know it's it's other more mun, you know mundane stuff um you know stuff in the end that's you know occasionally we do need help but it's just you know light stuff that we just kind of are interested in you know
1: yeah uh, um you know he he is he is a great resource hands down yeah uh, yeah when I he go. has that opportunity he, he he's nothing but help yeah. he's an encyclopedia yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you when my dad died, and I remember having the conversation with him outside the hotel. Like, well, I was outside the hotel having a com- and the conversation he gave me that day really kind of gave me a pickup and everything. So, uh, just it was that's that's the side of that's the thing of Jose I can always count on, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I can't believe we're already an hour and 45 into this thing. I can't believe it I yep. Also, by so yep. fast. How, how are you? Uh, so, how are you
0: enjoying your cigar? Let's, let's, check this is around. fantastic. This is fantastic. Um, it's a Connecticut Broadleaf blend. Uh, there's just... You know, when you get... This is like... Earlier, I had the sweet... I was talking about that sweetness I was getting off the Hemingway um, Maduro. It's Again, I'm getting this nice sweetness. Um, it This is a little more amped up, I think, than that Hemingway I had. So, it's good I'm, I'm following up with this. But, um, you know, I think this cigar is going to do extremely well for Ace Prime. It's a PC exclusive. I, I think the plan is he, he's going to expand the line out going forward. But... Uh, it's a great, it's a great expression of broadleaf on this cigar.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to try that. I, I really am. You know, I've been getting into a lot of the Crown Heads Ace Prime cigars in the last year and a half, and I have to say, ninety percent of it, I'm like, yeah, it, it's, it blows me away. It, it's, they've done yeah. a really great job. We had Miguel on the show a few weeks ago. We have Luciano. Great coming guy. Up. Uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me. I want to say. First week of October, I think. Um, and I'm excited for that one, too, because there's a lot of questions that I can't wait to ask him and you know talk a lot about what he's been doing, because uh, he's been doing a great job, too. And it's unfortunate that we did not get to catch up with him at the trade show, because... Um, yeah, know, he, and it's unfortunate so we couldn't have you at the house that night. We I couldn't know. Have at the house. Our but whole trade show have schedule have anyway. got just got thrown yeah. out the window, yeah. and then Nicole got sick halfway through. I mean that really that just that threw our it threw us off our whole game. Yeah. So and it's tough, it's tough. So I'm excited yeah. to have that opportunity. You know, by having him on the show, we can kind of recoup what yeah. we didn't get at the trade show. Yeah. Um, but he no, did I'm, incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, he did an incredible job at the house with this bl- he did an uh, impromptu blending seminars with
1: with, with there, the
0: so. wine, with the wine, and he yeah. took tobaccos. He brought to- like bins of tobaccos into the house. It was uh, it was great. Uh, it was hot. Our camera overheated. But it was also – we had that night really said – because this is when the COVID started spread. I didn't even know Nicole had it yet. But we just cut – we just only said were a couple we people – We didn't know either. Were, yeah. It was just we cut everything off at that point because we didn't want anyone getting – you know. And people did get sick. You know, the people the people at the house were sick. So, um, it happened. Sorry. I was just
1: trying to catch up with some of the comments here too. Um. Yeah, if you have a question, ask the question. I I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys. If you have a question, just add you don't have to wait for an invitation. Just ask it so I can see it cuz I'm producing the show right now. So I can't be, you know, you just send it so I can read it and we can keep going. Cause I got yeah, I, I yeah. got like three screens in front of me and there's a lot going on. So I just I can't you know.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a, there's a Barry Allen uh, flame war going on. It looks like about the not flame war debate. But uh. the, the, I
1: feel like there's been multiple dynamics in the show tonight between like people in the comments or people, uh, us and people in the comments, and then like me and you. Well, yeah. there's always a dynamic between yeah. me and you, and I I, I just yeah. like to get you going because. Yeah.
0: Uh, I actually do believe what some of Barry said about the NFTs could alienate some folks if it's too, because what's going to happen is if we see a lot of these priced high, it's going to be on the consumer. And then consumers are just going to turn, they'll find something else to buy is what I'll just say. So uh, I think it's just got to be done carefully is what I'm telling you know, now that, now that these things are going to actually have to be sold to consumers. And some people just choose to keep them for their own personal consumption if they're independently wealthy. That's their choice.
1: Yeah, like I said, it'll be it'll be exciting to see um, who else does them and where they go. Uh, it's been exciting. To- I
0: admit, I was surprised it was Abe because he was such a doubter on the whole cryptocurrency thing. Um, that's what surprised me most. Uh, I, I, there were people I predicted might do it before him, and but what, Abe wasn't on my short list. I can tell you that.
1: Um, yeah. So. I don't think I was, like, shocked that it was a- – I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, cool. Um, but I was more surpri- – I think what surprised me more is just how soon the next one came. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, that's like a week later. He a- um,
0: moved quick on it, but he's he's got to – they got to get everything ready. So this ain't ha- – the auctions don't happen until next year.
1: Right. Of course. I mean, LFT yeah. announced
0: theirs a little bit in advance, too. Yeah, they did this back in April. So, I mean, it was four months earlier. So So, yeah, it does need some time to kind of – uh, but I think LFD, they like you said, they got to be given a lot of credit for the execution of that thing, um, and uh, they created a whole community around it, which I think is really cool. You know that community uh, was the Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Discord
1: guys you know, are here tonight.
0: There's too many. You know, like the problem is like, well, I won't go there. I won't go there. But I think communities are like true communities where people like this Discord communities this is the real deal and I and I have a lot of respect for that. But you know this there's, there's, you can't just how can I put it? You can't just create a community for the sake of creating a community. Does that make sense?
1: Mm, where are you going with that one? I mean,
0: like if a brand
1: creates a community, I mean it's a it's a but it's, it's a, but there's a purpose of it, right? Okay.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I think you got to have again, you got to be the lime. Your community's got to have a Something different from the other communities.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, th- like, I think I, I think yeah, I know right, what you're talking. Like,
0: about. like, yeah, so like Discord. Uh, you know, this was built around the LFD concept, and I, I really li- And now it's kind of grown, you know, out of that.
1: And it's about so, their brand and the NFT and all their stuff that they do. Yeah, and it's yeah. which you know, like again, you
0: have you have a smoking tobacco social group on social on, on Facebook. We do. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's a community. Um. Um. You know, that you have. So I think it, it's a a, a powerful uh, thing that you guys have built.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I have to say, um, look at perfect example. Look at the way McAuliffe has gotten their ambassador group together. It's another great example. Um, wow, what a
0: monster. Yeah. That's
1: that's a huge one. You know, Pete has his Saints and Sinners Club. Yep. Um, Abe has the smoke in Social. Yep. I mean, there's some, uh, there's some really good, if, if it's executed properly, yeah. You know, really I, think the, I think the key, yeah, that's
0: I, I, what I think. I think there's a positive vibe to it. And I'm not saying you can't bust balls. I'm just saying there's a positive vibe where you don't just, like, shit on people, you know. The community will thrive. I agree. I agree. Um,
1: and I think the, it's worked out, you know, even for Abe as a retailer. You know, there, yeah. was, there was a few releases that they had that they had an incredible demand for and not enough to go around so they were like all right well we're going to use our smoking social group as our community so if you're a member of our our little group that we use to promote our stuff and fans of our store and our customers and stuff like that and fans of kma are in there too which is you know technically a separate entity um but it's all under that umbrella it's all in there and they use that group to execute you know special things that they do and it works that way and um you know, McCallif does it really well with their ambassadors, with some of their project that they have going on, and then they do the open house and they invite all the ambassadors to come to the McAuliffe office, which is coming up. I believe that's like in a week or so. Um, so I, I agree, and you know, we've we've done it. We don't. My group, I haven't executed as well as I've wanted to, but that's also because I just yeah. I have like f- you know five different things going on, and then I'm like I'm all the way over here that's and why then I, I go that's over here, and
0: a, that's why I don't have a group. I'll, I'll contribute to other groups to some extent looking Um, back i
1: probably shouldn't have started the group and i don't say that because it's not a good group because i can't give it the full attention that i've wanted to and i feel bad about that um but you know in the future you know maybe we'll, we'll try to do some things with that i think it would be good
0: i worry if i did a group because and i'll be completely transparent here um i think we could get a group going don't get me wrong but not you know i don't cigar group's not all about roses Everything coming out roses, and we do hit some controversial topics, and and I just worry it could be divisive, and I don't think we need divisiveness. So I, that's why I've you know I, I've stayed out of that um, and let the other folks who do that and keep they can do that and keep it positive.
1: Yeah, I um, and I think that's true about media in general and stuff. You know, on the shows or whatever, people realize you know as uh, people don't realize, I should say. Um, not everybody, but you know, there's, there's some people out there that I don't realize it, it, look, sometimes on these shows or on our websites, or whatever, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. Sometimes we have to cover things that, you know, have some controversy or maybe are in negative light. And it's not, we don't do it because we're like, Oh, I can't wait to burn this guy. It's if we don't cover stuff like that. Yeah. where's our credibility? You know, and people have to remember when it comes to us, like it's a, it's a level of, you know, uh, credibility. And it's like, if you only cover the good stuff and you never talk about the bad stuff, it's like, well then, you know, you have to be fair. I mean, you have, it's not, we don't negative stuff is never done to attack people. And remember a lot of times the stuff we cover, it's not our, it's not even our fight or our conversation. It's us telling about another conversation or another feud or another controversy has nothing to do with us. You know, we yeah. just have to report on it, and that's just you know the integrity that we have.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the one thing I could tell you that was the probably the most controversial thing I did was was Giuliani. Now, I don't normally get into politics online, but this was related to the cigar industry. Um, and if you remember when you remember when Trump got elected and Giuliani was on Fox News that night, it. it uh, I don't remember. Did, I don't remember. Okay. Okay, this is before you were kind of getting into this. Okay. So Giuliani said something about some of the cigar makers in uh, Little Havana. Uh, He mentioned, I think he mentioned Padron. He might have mentioned my father. The next day, everyone had, Giuliani's going to save the industry. Like, Giuliani's going to be this white knight, right? And I wrote an article basically saying, no, (laughs) it will not happen. I, I will tell you it will not happen. And it was a mistake because it was so divisive. And I got I got threats against me I was told not to come into certain shops um, because I took a very hard stance on Giuliani. And then I went a step further when he was at the trade show as the keynote speaker. And I destroyed the keynote address he did. Uh, saying this was garbage, right? And this is a guy, like, I, I actually voted for Giuliani in the past by the way just so you know so I don't hate Giuliani I just know he is not he's a guy who's interested in cigars but he's not committed to helping us is what I said Um, I was ready to kind of fan the flames when four years later but then January 6th happened and I'm like I'm not going there because we were at a point divisive enough in this country if I fan that flame again saying okay let's look back and see what I said four years ago what came true I didn't do that, so I kind of let it go. But that was a that was a tough thing I had to deal with. Let me tell you, it was a very. I was for about six months. I dealt with that stuff. Yeah, you
1: know, and again, this kind of goes back to what I said before. You know, sometimes, and and you know what? I'll and I'll admit, sometimes we do cover certain things, and it it does politics blow up in got our to face be, You gotta be
0: careful. You gotta be careful with politics, even if it's cigars. Is what? But I'm
1: politics talking. specifically, I mean, that's a that's a very. I mean general yeah. politics not but, just cigar politics general yeah. politics um, is always a touchy subject yeah. and I no, we, we, yeah. we stay away from it we don't engage now, in
0: politics now There's we just, do we one don't. thing political on Coop uh, Bear and I do the election day show every year but we have kept it politically agnostic and I think we've done a very good job we've not upset many people with it at all really? really yeah. Coop? come on no, sorry about that that um <laughs> I don't care I'm just I'll tell you I'll tell you no there's a legitimate reason that why that rang. I had to keep it on. Oh that's fine no, that's fine. no we, yeah, I was just
1: giving you a hard time. don't don't worry about
0: it Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you off the air. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. anyway, you're going <laughs> gui- to feel guilty you said that but but, but you didn't know so, yeah. I know, I know All yeah, right yeah <laughs>
1: anyway, you were saying
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so we do that election night show and we just we just kind of recap the results is all we do. It's like we, we, bear and I did it with the electoral votes. We do it with the midterm. We're going to do it with the midterm elections, but we don't do like policy or anything like that. We said, this is interesting what's happening. We smoke some cigars and we have a good conversation that night with it. So, and that's been okay. We haven't gotten, we haven't created any political controversies. We've done three of those shows now. So I think we, we did a good, I, I'll say we did a good job with that.
1: Um, Sorry, I was gonna say something and it just lost. It just fell right out of my mind. I was holding on to that and then I d- and I lost it. I just went blank there for a second, and I can't remember what I was gonna say. My bad. It happens. Anyway, um, coop. We are getting towards the two-hour mark of the show.
0: Yes, we are. Wait, so we're getting into you know bear territory.
1: We're getting into bear territory. We're getting into overtime. Um, before we do wrap up the show for this week. Is there, uh, is there anything else we left off the table? If we didn't really follow our standard format tonight. We kind of had more of a general banter tonight. but
0: No, I know there's one thing we it, want to talk a lighter, about, I want pu- yeah, to put news that one off for a little bit. Yeah, there's one thing we want to talk about, but let's put that one off a little bit for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think it's too yeah, early. Yeah, yeah uh, but, but um, no, I think we covered everything. I mean, we talked about new releases this morning. A lot of stuff's getting shipped right now. I think is the last thing to just say. So if you're looking for these cigars that we were talking about at the trade show, um you're gonna start seeing these get out onto uh, consumer shelves. Some companies are better at telling the media about these releases better that they're shipping more than others, is what I'll just say. So we, 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 we don't we can't get to all of them, but uh, you know keep an eye on your retail shelf is always the best thing, is what I'll tell people with that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, always check with your local brick and mortars. once again. Big thanks to Barry. Get me these smokes. Uh, support your local brick and mortar. that's what I did. I went to my local brick and mortar. I supported them. Now
0: so I, a- I, I, I bought. I, I, I didn't have the box with me, but I did buy the uh, Wise Man Maduro Firecracker box. Yes, you so. did. Yes, you did. I I did, and uh, I'm glad I did. It was very good. Yep. Um,
1: you know, so yeah, like I said before, support your local brick and mortar. Now, if you can't support your local brick and mortar, you know, you can always you can always go online, and, and we do that. And there's a lot of shops around the country that. Uh, I do support as well, but I always go to my brick-and-mortar first when I'm looking for something. And yeah. uh, um, shout-out to Two Guys, Two Guys Smoke Shop, TwoGuysCigars.com. Barry Stein hooks us up. Yeah. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Yeah. And they don't even have an ad on this show. They have an ad on the other show. They don't have an ad on the show, but I threw that out there because I love Barry. so. Well, they're, and they're, Dave they're and they're everybody doing, uh,
0: else. Look, they were um, – I, I can't get over that. It was a great day up in Salem, uh, Nashua. Uh, it was, it was great. You know, we hung out, we hung out with Barry that night. Um, one of I just gotta mention one little funny thing. It's kind of, so remember when Dave was going to drive us to Nashville, right? I figured we were going to get, Dave said, I'm driving, right? And I figured we're going to get in Dave. He's got some big SUV, right? We can smoke it. We get a Tesla. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see Dave as a Tesla guy at all. Like, you know, very kind of modern, you know, he's, I consider him more of an old school guy. And he's loving all that, you know. Because like let me show you how I can accelerate this thing, and boom! <laughs> like, that was fun.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I had never been in a Tesla before. I was actually excited. I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be awesome." <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, "I'm just gonna show you guys how fast this car can really go," and I'm like, "All right." He, he goes, "Hold like, on." He's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I wasn't even ready for it. <laughs> I, and
0: I, and um, I had um, I had only been in a Tesla once, so and it was a very short time. So. Uh, so that was the longest experience. I was great. It was like wow. And he, oh, we can smoke near. He's like, of course. There's <laughs> a cigar. You know, it's like.
1: So. so I have to. I have to mention something really quick here. Because we have some of our friends from the Discord chat watching the show yeah. tonight.
0: Thank you for thanks. Thanks to all of them for coming in. We do appreciate
1: it. We do. However, uh, a lot of them are on the YouTube. So, um, as I've said before, they keep asking like Discord exclusive. Listen. Tony Gomez said that he would do something for the Discord group, but he has not released any information. When he does, I will cover that story. Until then, there is nothing to cover, so that is where I stand on yeah. that, and that's the last yeah. time I'm going to. Re- it's the last time I'm going to talk about it. So there's nothing to cover, okay? Yeah. From Tony Gomez, and that's who we we cover stuff based on the manufacturer, because that's yeah. that's just how we do it. And Coop will tell you the same thing. So yeah.
0: there's nothing there, and that's it. Uh, yeah, and then it's got to fall into our. My, at least with me, it's got to fall into the guidelines too. So um, <laughs> we don't cover everything. So <laughs>
1: so when when Tony Gomez or LaFleur La or even John Carney goes, hey, this is a press release and this is what we're doing, we'll report on it. But there's nothing to report on, so I don't know what you guys want from me. I mean, yeah. there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Um, as for the other thing, like there's there's really not much there. That was a that was a kind of a small story that I. You know, kind of kept in the Discord group, and that's where it's going of stay. So that's it. Um, but that's it. That's all I wanted to say because these guys are like, getting all air- antsy about this, and I'm like, those are just those are two things that are, they're not coming up on the show. I mean, they're just just not the time or place. Uh, but anyway, so that's uh, that's been our show this week. It was like I said, a little bit different, a little bit. F- uh, it was kind of fun. It wasn't so I didn't have to really like follow along with several different things that we had to hit to. And uh, yeah, it was no, a good time. Fun.
0: Uh, appreciate everyone. Like. Participating, thank you so much. It's it's a Saturday night, and you're 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 hanging out with us. I mean, I know. Uh, yeah, and so. my,
1: my, I'm just I'm at the point now where my my mind is getting to mush because. I had the show Thursday night. We did KMA today. Now we're two hours into this show. It's like I,
0: this is my third show today because I did, we recorded jukebox today. I've done a
1: lot of show uh, time this week, so I'm just
0: like now I'm getting to the end where I'm like okay. <laughs> hey, hey Matt! Before we get to the end, I, I know I want to. I do want to plug something on Coop. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, we have three shows next week. Uh, the jukebox show, which was recorded, is on uh, album track ones, the first tracks of albums. We do a show on. We just recorded that show on Tuesday night. Bear and I are doing a show on cigar samplers. And on oh, I Thursday, saw that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and on Thursday night, not announced, but I'm gonna announce it on the um, spare Notes series number twenty four. Um, we have a special guest, and he's one of your favorites.
1: Oh, Matt I know Matt Booth. Yeah. Matt Booth. He's a
0: good dude. He's a friend. Um, him. he is. Uh, we're really happy to have him. Uh, there wasn't supposed to be a coop show on Thursday originally. We were not gonna be, but um, we ended up having it. Um, I actually, I actually wasn't available to do the show. It changed. My plans changed. Um, so I said, let me see if I can get someone. Matt is a guy. It's easier to get him on shorter notice than longer notice, is what I noticed. So, uh, he happened to be available. So yeah,
1: yeah, we're trying to get him to come on in November. I have to follow up with him. Uh, that's the last time he was on the show. He was on with us last year for our Veterans Day episode as a former Marine who served this great country. Um, we were like, yeah, let's come on and do the Veterans Day special, and that was cool, and uh, it's always a good time. And sometimes I'll get a couple of uh, some old military stories out of him, and it's it's a fun time. Um, so I'm trying to get him on again for, like, November, December because he hasn't been on this year yet. So try to cover that. We also – I mean, he hasn't been on since the news that, you know, STG – uh, yeah, you know, took over and, and bought out Room One Hundred One Cigars, so it'll be really cool to talk about that and maybe kind of like what's kind of going on f- now and what how it's going to move forward, and how that really changes that dynamic of how that brand is now run because such a bigger company now uh, is vested into it, right? So that obviously it opens a lot of doors. So it'd be really interesting to kind of talk to him on the air and just kind of feel him out on, um, you know, what he's got going on with that and kind of the folks at STG, and it'd be really cool. And I, I really hope that. I really hope that brand really blows up because of this. And if it doesn't, I'll be very disappointed, but I really hope that it does. Um cuz that would be cool, man. I love that dude. He's got a great brand. Yeah. Not yeah. even just his cigars, all the, all his all the things he does. You know, from his jewelry and his apparel to, you know, his gin, like it's it's all killer stuff. I mean, it's Yeah. All my all my stuff is his. I mean, my wedding ring is 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 a Room 101 ring. I saw um, that, yeah. So um great. Nothing but love for him. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. You guys, you have some really cool shows coming up, and I'm excited. Yep.
0: So, so yeah, pretty excited on that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned on that. Uh, it's a busy week next week. Yeah, it is.
1: But with that, guys, that's going to do it for our show. Don't forget to visit com for more news and updates from the cigar industry. While you're right, head over to our social media, our YouTube channel, and everywhere you can find your podcasts on iTunes, Apple, whatever. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. And uh, stay smoky, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Take everybody. Care.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Before we go off, Carlito brought up something. Carlito brought up something. I almost forgot. Let's let's actually stop for a second and talk about this. Never forget, remember, 9-11 tomorrow. Very, you oh, know what? That, thank that's that, that's actually – Carlito, thank you for that. Right right before I hit right, the, the right off button. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Tomorrow is, is – tw- is it 21 years now? Yep. Wow, it's amazing I remember I remember the tenth anniversary like it was yesterday
0: you know I was you know I you know growing up on Staten island um and Brooklyn you know especially Staten Island a lot of people were affected a lot of people from Staten Island worked in the World Trade Center. I was very lucky I knew no one who passed away, but unfortunately, there was tons of people I knew who had loved ones pass away, so it was very very yeah, very tough,
1: yeah. No, it's uh, it's one of those things you know, when it comes up, especially at the anniversary. Mm-hmm. And you think about it; it's yep. It, it's a sad day in history, it, and it always will yep. be. Yep, absolutely. It, it always should be. I should say it should. Yep. Be. Yep. You should never forget okay. about
0: it. Uh, absolutely.
1: Um. Yeah. So you know, Carlo, thank you for reminding us thank about that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um. Don't forget to to, to remember those who were lost 9 11. Uh. And you know what? We'll dedicate this show. Um. To all of those that were lost into their families. Um, That's right. Tomorrow is a a very, a special day for remembrance, a special day for remembrance. We should always remember that day Um, and never let those that we lost be forgotten. So thank you for that, Carlito. Uh, That is very important and and I'm glad that we got that in there. But with that, uh, I'm going to sign off and we'll see you guys next week. Take care, guys.
0: Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.